shine and show me the way to get home. Well, I'm blue collar branded and stuck in a mill. Hard work is a way of life to me. Well, I'm too young to live like I'm over the hill and too old to be wild and free. And show me the way to get home Oh, I 
Let me do it 
brothers who broke my heart They were like northern stars Pointing me on my way Into your loving arms This much I know is true That God bless the broken road That led me straight to you Passing through, I'd like to have the time I lost and give it back to you. But you just smile and take my hand. You've been there, you understand. It's all part of a grander plan that is coming true. Every long lost dream led me to myself to the image of Mrs. Buttersworth. She got me there like I was on the express A train. Bing, bang, boom. Talk about a river of ejaculate. A volume I had never seen in my lifetime. Now I know what the villages of Pompeii felt like. Where they were rained out on hot lava. I was... I rained out on those villagers with frothy ejaculate. Ah, good morning, ass family. Good Thursday morning. It's Friday Eve. Hopefully everybody's doing very, very well today. Uh, I know I am. Uh, by the way, the music this morning, the, the, the early morning music, that's a little nod to the bratty one. It's our anniversary this weekend, so I, I thought I'd play a little bit of her favorite music, and uh, hopefully, hopefully 
she enjoyed that. Ladies and gentlemen, uh -oh. can I please uh -oh. have your attention? I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story, and I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. Ah, Dennis Rodman will not, I said will not be going to Russia to try and free Brittany Griner after the State Department. That's pretty bad when the State Department calls her house and says, hey, hey, worm, um... You know, we think that you might maybe just complicate things because you're, well, a fucking weirdo and shit. Uh, the spokesperson, Ned Price, said if Rodman went, he would not be traveling on behalf of the government. Rodman earlier said he got permission to travel to the war-fueled country that he knows Putin too well. Dennis Rodman, shut up. Shut up. And by the way, by the way, can we just forget about the Brittany Griner story for a second? Brittany Griner is doing... I, 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 I don't know if I've conveyed this enough to you, ass family. But she is not a celebrity. She is not someone of national worth. Yes, let's trade the mercenary of death or the merchant of death for her. I bet you, I bet you dollars to donuts in a year, he averages more deaths than she does points and rebounds combined. Yeah, we're going to trade that guy away. Okay. Jesus. Yeah, I, I, I thought I'd start with that. Let, uh, let us get to the good mornings here, shall we? Oh, my lucky Man. stars. Four days in a row, bratty kid is in the house. Oh, my God. I like simple places like... Butter in my ass, lollipops in my mouth. That's just me. That's just something that I enjoy. Call me crazy. Call me a pervert. Hey, you ever accidentally masturbate to young pictures Good of your Good Lord. Mom? God Almighty. Good morning to you. Uh, Andrew says, morning, Braddy. Happy Friday Eve, y'all. Remember, no show tomorrow. The Braddy Kid shows tomorrow, but she's afraid to press buttons, so uh, we'll see. Uh, straight fire in the house. Oh, wait, Battleborn's first. Shit. So happy it's Thursday. Good morning to all the ass family. Sucks on Arnie tomorrow, but looking forward to Monday for the skinny from tomorrow. Weird? No, not weird at all. I understand it. Straight fire now is in the house. Good morning, ass Arnie. Thanks for bringing it each and every day, except tomorrow. Oh, man, that, that's the old kick in the nuts. All right, all right, I got it, I got it. Oh, my God, oh, my God. Hangtown Jen is here. She says, I'm here, I'm here. Not sure for how long. Well, hopefully, you'll enjoy a, a Paul Blunt Bunyan flapjack. The act of a male going jackhammer on a female when having sex missionary very fast like a jackhammer. Then, as soon as the orgasm seems to be present, pull the dick out from the vagina and ejaculate into one's hand and slap the bitch across the face, creating a cum slap. However, this is wow. considered a Paul Bunyan flapjack when wow. it is jackhammer sex followed by a cum slap to the face. Person 1. Okay. Dude, do you remember Chicky? Person 2. You mean that cum guzzling gutter slut that always shows up at the Long Trail Tavern? Person one, yes. yeah, I actually had sex with that slam pig, and I gave her the Paul Bunyan flapjack. Person two, nice. <laughs> very, very nice. The old Paul Bunyan flapjack. Uh, she says, but good morning, ass. Derek, in the house. Good morning, my friend. How are you? He says, uh, good morning, ass family. Happy Friday Eve. Becca, Becca. Yes, indeed. Uh, Ratburger, let's see, he's texting in, uh, says, you and I, 
You and I would both expect to get years in prison, too, if we brought pot into Russia. I would expect to at least get arrested in Texas, too, and you would, and it's a felony here. Whether I agree or disagree with the laws in their jurisdiction, I would expect to obey them or get in trouble if caught. Is my thinking so old school that I need to be defrosted? No, you're absolutely, if you could be more than 100% correct, you would be. This is ridiculous. This whole Britney Griner thing is stupid, but not the stupidest thing we're doing right now. No, no, no. Just wait till I get through the good mornings, and then I'll talk about all the stupidity in America today. And remember, Joe Murphy is on the show as well. I can't wait to talk to Joe. We got a lot of good stuff to talk about. Uh, Kyle Miller says, morning, y'all. Braddy Kid says, best DJ every. Best DJ every. Music's on point today. Hangtown Jen says, I'm feeling it. Ogre, buenos dias, mi amigo. All hail Thor's day. Amen, brother. Scott says, good morning, Arnie. Ed Sheeran, Rascal Flax, you must be getting ready for Lake Tahoe. Joe Murphy, right? Alabama, don't forget them. Yes. Whatevs, Rod won't go too free. Any person whose dick is bigger than his. Arise, good morning. Uh, Brady Kid's going to host the show tomorrow. I, I don't know. She, she was talking about it, but probably not. Probably would just have day off. Um, strong pass on the Paul Bunyan flak, Jack. I'm not into breakfast. Cowboys girl says good morning, ass family. Derek, a very good morning to Corky. And what's the Paul Bunyan flapjack? Well, there you go. Uh, all right. Let's talk about this student loan forgiveness, which, by the way, the president does not, does not, does not. Let me slap myself. I'm skipping there. Does not have the right to do. He, he, he doesn't have that. Uh, and, and yesterday, yesterday our boy Peter Ducey was on point, man. He was, he was chopping people down like Paul Bunyan. If I wasn't rudely woken up five times a day, I might have spelled it uh, ever. Yeah, correctly. I hope so, because, you know, today was... Bucky Shane! Bucky! I did not see my name up there anywhere. They're supposed to be putting my name up somewhere at the Roy City Bucky's. We'll see since I'm a, I'm sponsored by them, but I ain't gotten nothing yet. Um, Peter Ducey, uh, he the the president gave a press conference real quick to talk about this stupid fucking college thing, which we'll get to. And Peter Ducey asked him if he had any knowledge of uh, the president's raid. Oh, no, former president's raid uh, at Mar-a-Lago. No, no, none, zero, none, no. And he walked away. And then some girl, uh, I'm sorry, some female reporter asked him, uh, isn't it not fair to the people that actually paid off their loans that you're forgiving this? And he turned around in a very smug fashion, and I don't have it on audio, I'm sorry, I don't, uh, where he says, well, you think it's fair that, that billion-dollar companies get loopholes in taxes? And then he walks away. Well, yes, I, I, I actually do think that's fair, that billion-dollar companies get loopholes for taxes, and that's why they do business in America, Mr. President. But you're too much of a coward to walk away to actually hear my response to your question, you fucking old dick. But Peter Ducey got him some yesterday in the White House briefing. I have not heard this yet, but this I know it's Peter mask. against uh, Jean-Pierre. Mm-mm-mm. The reporter with the vulva. Yes, that's right. No more women. They're persons with vulvas. 
There we go. Look at the end of this, this coming end, uh, end of the fiscal year, 1.7 trillion dollars that we have deduced uh, brought down uh, the deficit. That matters. That matters. And if you look at the Inflation Reduction Act, it's going to ha add another 300 billion dollars. Is going to uh, uh, bring down the deficit again. You're an and you idiot. might spend 300 to 900 billion dollars extra, so you can do that and not. Uh, but here's the, the thing, deficit. here's the thing. What we are trying to do here, we are doing this responsibly. Uh, you heard directly from the president. Uh, this is something that is going to be important for middle class Americans. When you think about 90% of the folks who are uh, who are going to actually benefit from this or making $75,000 or less. And no, you think about what Republicans did just a couple less, of years stupid. ago. Uh, they, they signed off on a $2 trillion uh, trillion dollar tax cut for the wealthy okay. and did not provide any way to pay for that. And for that, this? again, here's what we have done. Here's what here's a lot about how much it might cost, it might not cost. Who is paying for this? The what taxpayers. we are saying is the, the work that this administration has done, the work that the Democrats in Congress has done is actually there. And you see that the 1.7 trillion uh, deficit in deficit uh, deduction that you see is is going to benefit us in being able She's to so do something dull. for the middle class, to do something do. for the middle class. This is about doing something for people who make less than $125,000. Wait a second. Hold on. I thought, wait, 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 wait. She, she, she corrected herself. I thought this was about helping people that made less than $75,000, which is what you just said. Trillion dollars. That's what we've been able to do. But when you forgive debt, you're not just disappearing debt. So but, who is paying for but, this? And then I'll give you the second part. We lifted the pause, right? We're going to lift the pause uh, at the end of this year, which is going to matter, right? Which is going to offset the uh, a lot question. of what, what we're doing as well. Uh, when you think about the the four billion dollars that are going that's going to go back uh, into as as revenue Don't back into the subject. Just uh, answer this the process. Of folks uh, paying, paying right their college tuition, that matters as well. So we are doing this in a smart way. No. We are doing this in a way that's going to be effective. No. Uh, we are doing in this a way that keeps no. to the president's promise on giving people who need some breathing room, who need some breathing room. I just, I just laid out, I just laid out. No, for you didn't. You. No, Peter, I just Stupid laid out bitch. for you how we're seeing this oh process and why Dude, this matters. Again, I just laid out. I just. I just laid out, because of the work that we have done in the economy, because of the American it. Rescue Plan, of I, the I, folks who are... I, I, I can't do it. I, I, I just can't. Look, look, I, I, I try not to call people really horrific names like bitch or whore or cunt, but that lady right there is all three uh, combined. She's a bachunt. A bachunt. I, 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 literally, the stupidest human being walking the face of the earth is the United States press secretary. He asked her a simple question. Who's paying for it? I already know. We know. We, the United States taxpayer, will be paying for this. That's who. This is why the president doesn't have the authority to make this uh, an actual thing. I saw they, they interviewed, and of course, you know, look, the media is the media, and they interviewed uh, the the ratchetest people. Woo! I'm getting my college loan forgiven, girl. Go get me some higher extensions. 
Shut up. And 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 real quick, I, I just want to say something. I, I look, look, buddy didn't maybe let it pass you by, but when it, when I hear this, this is going to reduce the deficit by two hundred billion dollars. Really? Well, the freaking god. Well, whoop the freaking do. Um, and the press secretary. And shut your damn cake hole! Mm-hmm. Because $200 mil- billion dollars with a B does absolute... Jack squat! To a, a deficit that is somewhere around $20 trillion. $20 trillion budget that we are, are not a budget, but deficit that we have. Ooh, $200 billion off that equals $20 trillion still, or I'm sorry, 1998. Don't, don't try to come and, and, and use those fancy words, oh, this helps reduce the deficit, when it does absolutely positively not. You want to help reduce the deficit? Start fucking selling our own goddamn oil. Jesus Christ. Where does money come from? We'll figure that out after the midterm elections, where we hope this blatant display of economic pandering will help us retain our congressional majority. That was a hot air balloon of air to say, we don't know. Oh, we know. We know where it comes from. It's going to come from raising the taxes on people. And by the way, does anybody else see this as what it really truly is? Is a $10,000 bribe? That's all this is. Hey, we're going to give you $10,000, remember, to vote for us. (laughs) Ratburger says... What would Jean-Pierre von Bullshit say if Peter asked if one and one is? I bet you she doesn't answer two. Well, there's lots of answers to that, Peter. Oh, my God. This is the, the, I'll say it right now. This is by far the most corrupt White House we have ever had. First of all, I do not believe that Joe Biden is in charge, and I don't think a lot of people do. Secondly, secondly, They just do whatever they want. Everybody said Donald Trump did whatever he wanted. No, he didn't. This guy is making bills and making laws and doing things and like, oh, I'm Joe Biden. I wear aviator sunglasses. Uh, Good morning, Alicia. How are you? Oh, God almighty. Oh, fucking A. I, I swear to God. Our, our country is getting dumber and dumber. And, and here is a clear example. Oh, my God. California, your, your leader yesterday and, and your other leaders that are there have completely just fucking jumped the shark. Madonna was fought on every way, too. Yes. Oh, absolutely he was. California today will approve a ban on the sale of new gas-powered cars 
starting in 2035. The state's Air Resource Board on Thursday will vote on the ban, which would also ratchet up the percentage of vehicles sold in the state that are electric leading up to the 2035 date. Now, let's take a look at this. Y'all want to say it's good? Y'all want to say it's great? Okay, fantastic. You have less than 13 years. And 13 years can go by pretty damn quick, let me tell you. You have 13 years to get not only the power grid in place, because what happens when all of California, all 39 million residents, and what's that? Let, let, let's just say roughly 30 million cars. 30, we'll, we'll call it 30 million cars. Because I know a lot of people, some people in California don't drive. That's okay. We'll say 30 million cars at least. And on 30 million cars that have to charge at night, the power grid will not be able to handle it. And I asked this question of California. When PG&E senses there might be a little wind in the area and they start shutting off power, what happens when they shut off the power all night long, as Lionel Richie would do, and you're trying to charge your car? Um, um, oh, here, here's the other thing. Um, all the gas station owners in California, you have 13 years left on your business. What happens to uh, airplanes? Will they be flying airplanes on electric? Because if there's an electric-powered airplane, I don't want to be any part of that. I'll go ahead and I'll wait for the fuel one. Uh, let's see. Or the elevator. Oh, yes. Oh, kind of hard to drive in a state without proper infrastructure to sustain electric vehicles. Ex- I mean, exactly. Correct the mundo. Or the elevated cost of electric vehicles. Yes, uh, those are uh, ranging probably about $10,000 more now. 2035 will be when everyone is required to have an electric vehicle here. I'm sure the next governor will overturn it. I hope. Andrew says, boy, oh boy, nothing says freedom and free market like the government telling me you can't buy something that has been proven product for 100 years. Wait, isn't the reason to switch to electric because California will be underwater by then? Or is that like the last five decades they've been saying? Yeah, they've been saying that forever. I sincerely hope Texas, Nevada, Missouri, Montana, and other states are prepared for the continued influx of California immigrants. You can say New Mexico, too, because Texas is closed, my friend. My car, my choice. I want you to think about all the people that are going to be affected by this. I think about the gas station owners. What are they supposed to do? They don't make even money on gas, so now it's going to be illegal to sell your, 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 your product that gets people into your store where they can buy corn nuts and Dr. Pepper? This, I swear the Democrats hate business. They hate it. 
I, I, I'm, I'm literally, I sit here this morning and I'm just, I'm flabbergasted at this. When I saw this yesterday, I had to refresh the page because I didn't think it was true. 13 years you have. And the government is telling you what kind of car you can drive. By the way, they're telling you what kind of car you can drive on, on interstate highways? Really? Interesting. California has realized it can't get people to ride mass transit by choice. Now they'll uh, legally price them out of private vehicle ownership. You can take my internal combustion engine for my cold, dead hands. a boy, Andrew. Fred says, Arnie, would you rather live in California with all this bullshit Newsom is doing or live in Tennessee and no Texas isn't an option? I know my choice. Oh, I'd rather take, t- I'd, I'd live in Tennessee. I'd put up with the inbreds there. Hell, I'd probably be running the fucking state in two weeks if I lived in Tennessee. California is, look, California is a fucking joke. And I'm, I, I truly am sorry to all the proud Californians out there. This administration, this guy right here alone, has made it a complete joke. And he's going to get the, sec- the, the celebrities behind him because they have money to spend on this shit. They'll have ways to get power because they're celebrities. President Newscom will make it a national if he gets in office. Yeah, I, in, here, here's the thing. When you're that... When you're going after a corporation like that, there's a lot of people who have a lot of money invested in the internal combustion engine, and they aren't going to take too kindly to that. Maybe what could happen is is that, that if he does, God forbid, ever get elected president, he can come to Dallas, and we can outfit him in a nice convertible and drive him through the streets of downtown. Why, 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 why don't we try something like that? I'm just saying. Or, or we could send him to a play, and he can sit in one of the booths in, in one of the boxes at a play. I forget the name of the play that, that we would send him to, but we could send him to a specific play. I'm just saying. Have I made you mad yet this morning? I hope I, 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 hope I have. There's some good news for you. Oh, boy. Good old Dr. Jill Biden. The diversity of this community, as distinct as the Bogodas of the Bronx, as beautiful as the blossoms of Miami, and as unique as the breakfast tacos here in San Antonio. (laughs) Fuck you, Jill. You're a horrible fucking woman. This is why everybody hates you, Jill. This kind of shit. She's tested positive again for COVID. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she got another rebound case. Now, isn't that weird? Her and her, uh, the, the one she calls daddy in the bedroom. <laughs> well, he's still got the garters up on his socks. Um, they, they're two of the first people I've heard of get, like, rebound cases, like, right away. And they've been over-inoculated. I mean, they get the good shit. They don't get... Uh, I am going to... I'll say this right now. I guarantee. The president and the first lady shots were actually the best shit that Moderna or Pfizer had to offer. 
And these motherfuckers still got it. Not once, but twice. No, Dr. Jill did not get back to me about that rash, doggone it. That's why they're denying Rodman's trip. They think he can defend her rebound COVID. You know what? Here's the thing. I'm betting the State Department doesn't want Dennis Rodman to go because he probably could bring her home. I didn't even think about that. How much, I, I mean, that would be a real kick to the fucking administration's ball sack, wouldn't it? If Dennis Rodman went over there with his freaky glasses and his freaky hair and he talked to Putin and Brittany Griner came home and we didn't have to trade the merchant of death. Because I kind of like having the merchant of death, you know, under control. Unbelievable. This administration is so wacky and terrible that I cannot wait for the next administration. And if it happens to be Ron DeSantis, well, God bless him. Because yesterday, (laughs) Ron DeSantis was asked about Anthony Fauci. And he said, quote, I am sick of seeing him. I know he says he's going to retire. Someone needs to grab that little elf and chuck him across the Potomac. Now that right there, that is presidential. Oh, my God. (laughs) Someone needs to grab that little elf and chuck him across the Potomac. Sir, you have my vote. Oh, my God. He gives me goosebumps saying shit like that. Good Lord Almighty. I like him. I like him a lot. (laughs) He called him a little elf. The only thing better was if he would have called him a little shit. Oh. Uh, He would give Putin a signed jersey, two rookie cards, a pair of dicks, Nicks for Britney. (laughs) Rodman would turn the lights down low, put prints on the Kremlin speakers, and Putin would be romance like nobody's business. Oh, that's so fantastic. Uh, see, Rise just sent me something. What would you send me, Rise? Let's see. Open this up. Conservative Christians are fully enraged at student forgiveness Missing the irony that their entire professed religion is based on ideas of canceled debt. Isn't it funny? <sighs> now, let's continue. And this, this war on the rich. There is a big, big fight going on. And in this country, you're supposed to prosper. You're supposed to work hard. And if you work hard, you'll be successful. And and with success comes money, comes all the stuff. To the winner goes the spoils. That's the old saying, and it's true. Uh, On on that terrible CNN newsroom show, Elizabeth Warren responded to a question on what she said, people who paid off their loan debt and now will have to bail out those that make more. As you know, this hasn't been received well by everyone in Congress. Uh, says this plan is a slap to the face to working class families. Let me ask you, 
what do you say to a family that says, listen, I just spent years paying off my debt, and I just and the, didn't have the federal government helping me out, bailing me out, and now I may be doing that for a family that at some point may be earning more than I do? That, that was the question. Elizabeth Warren, the Native American, <laughs> says, look, I'm not all that surprised that the Republicans are attacking this. And the reason they're attacking it is because it's very, very popular. Popular among Democrats, independents, Republicans, popular. Uh, real quick. Uh... Okay, yeah, it's working. And you know why? Because I don't think there's anybody left in America who doesn't know somebody who isn't struggling with student loan debt. I don't. Uh, This has become part of our country now. Well, is the next step forgiving all credit card debt? I'm just wondering, is that the next step? So what happens to these these places that shelled out the money for you, and now you don't have to pay them back? So they're just going to say, okay, we're good now. See, this is like the whole COVID thing. This is what the Democrats really don't understand, is that when you forgive something like that, you have a parent company or a parent host that says, well, what about ours? Because we owe that money to somebody else who owns us. What? Specifically, this goes back to COVID when it was somebody who was renting, who had a rental home. And they were told that they were too rich anyways, that you own two homes. Well, that doesn't make any sense. So you bought a home, you fixed it up, you did all the work, and you live in another house. Well, that house and the house you live in have to be paid off somehow, right? And usually you're going to take a lot of your rent money to do that. But if you ain't got the rent money to pay that off, then who... And the bank is supposed to go, oh, okay, no no problem, we'll let you slide. No, the banks ain't going to say that. And the banks that these companies went through to get student loans, the banks are going to go, well, we don't really give a fuck what the government says. We want our money. And if we can't get our money, we're going to go after you. You signed on the dotted line that you would pay us back. How long until the federal government goes after banks? By the way, November cannot get here fast enough. DeSantis clearly has presidential designs. He recently came across the country in New Mexico to support GOP gubernatorial candidate Mark Ronchetti. Oh, he does. I already know. He's going to run for president or at least... He's going to be up there, and I, I honestly think he doesn't really stand a chance. I, I, I shouldn't say that. I think he stands a chance against Donald Trump. Not a great one. I think if the Republicans want to um, guarantee a victory uh, in the White House next year or in 2024... I think Ron DeSantis will be the guy. 
I th- I think what's going to happen, and this is my hopes, is that the red monsoon or tidal wave or whatever you want to call it does come through in November, even though the liberal media is trying to say, oh, no, it's not going to happen. I've seen it posted a lot of places, and they're even saying, well, Republicans are worried, da, da, this, that, and the other. You shouldn't be worried. You just like... Like, Ron DeSantis endorsed 25 people, or 30 people in this newest uh, election cycle or whatever. 25 of them won. Donald Trump had the same kind of numbers. Look here. Republicans are going to take over the Congress. Now, would it be past Donald Trump to be named Speaker of the House? No, it wouldn't. And I think that's when the impeachment levels start. I think he takes over for a year and a half, and then he slides out of the way. And let's Ron DeSantis go in there and become president. I think that would be the best way to do it. Because I don't care. Homeland Security can come to my house again. No, they've never been here. Um, the last election was it was stolen. Donald Trump should still be in the White House. Okay, We've all had to move on. We've all had to deal with it. And we've seen the ramifications of the cheated election. And this last grasp here to buy votes. I mean, I want you to think about all the things that the left has done leading up to the November election. All the outrage and anger and lies they told about abortion didn't go anywhere. Get rid of guns. They had Uvalde that happened. Oh, my God, we don't need guns. Nobody remembers that. The last thing that they had to do was buy people's votes, and they're doing that right there. Uh, During Barry's years, Dems passed laws to buy all the private student loans, knowing full well the time. Um, The time their bigger plan was forgiveness. This is how they can erase any amount that they want. But I think you will get lawsuits because Congress needs to vote on it. Biden can't do it without. No, but he's going to try. Let's see. Trump will never slide for anyone for anything. His galaxy-sized narcissistic ego will never, ever allow for that. He doesn't do anything for the good of the country but his own glorification. Okay. Christopher says, I really don't like the idea of the Donald running again. Well, get ready for it. I'm no big fan of DeSantis, but he would be a far better candidate against Joe Biden. Well, he ain't going to run against Joe Biden. Uh, He doesn't carry the cumbersome baggage that Trump carries, despite how many fuck-ups Biden has committed. True. Very, very true. But Joe Biden's not going to run. We all need to get that in our heads. Joe Biden will not be running for president in 2024. No matter what his press secretary says, no matter what the talking pundits on television say, the Democrats do not want this fucking punchline to, to, to run. Good morning, Tiffany. How are you today? Hope you're having a good Thursday morning so far. Christopher says it'll just spiral into a circus all over again. We just need a conservative with a good name to run and limit the theatrics to a minimum, just win based on facts. Well, sorry, my nose was stuffy. Um, 
I wish it could be that easy. I honestly do. Oh, who the fuck do the Dems have? Look, they're gonna they're gonna trot out. I'm just telling you, they are going to trot out Gavin Newsom. They know how Newsom is despised outside of the coast and the Great Lakes. It won't matter. It will not matter. Look, they've got plenty of people. They've got governors stashed in all their state, in all these Democratic states. Hell, I, I don't know. Is Bill Richardson still alive, the former governor of New Mexico? That liberal fucking wonk. Surprised they don't dig his sorry carcass up and let him run again. By the way, you're seeing a lot, a lot, and I've got a story about her, and I don't do stories about Hillary that often. Hillary has been in the spotlight a lot lately. Don't kid yourself. She could still be part of the plan. I think Bernie Sanders has gotten too old. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez is a name that the Democratic Party could like. Now, look, I'm not saying that these people have a chance at winning. AOC will have no shot. That will be that will be a slobber knocker. Oh, speaking of slobber, we got to talk about wrestling last night. AEW is over. I'm just going to say it like that. Uh, as much as I like Trump, he's too toxic for the middle-of-the-road people. Yeah, but will that stop him? See, here's the problem. The, the problem with Donald Trump goes on like this. Let's see. Oh, man. Greenberry. Okay. Uh, Dems will put up a gay or green woman. Pete Buttigieg. Elizabeth Warren. Um, I, 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 I think Elizabeth Warren is, is too... Uh, I, th- I think she's too toxic as well. We'll use that word toxic. Joe Biden is Joe Biden and Donald Trump are the two most toxic people out there. And I would I would still rather see Donald Trump run. I like Ron DeSantis a lot. I like I, I like the idea that maybe Governor Wheels could be his right hand man. That'd be awesome. And AOC meets, reaches minimum age uh, in 2024, I believe. Uh, as soon as AOC reaches minimum age, you know she'll run. Doesn't matter if she polls at a half percent in Iowa or New Hampshire. She firmly believes that this delusional cashew-shot brain, she has a, a, a mandate. Yes, oh, she's going to run. We're lucky that there's still a law in place that will prevent Ehan Omar from running. Kamala Harris has made too many... Gaffs. I am Kamala Harris. My pronouns are she and her. I am a woman sitting at the table wearing a blue suit. And Kamala Harris will run like a scalded dog, in the immortal words of Jim Ross, towards any company that's willing to pay her money because she's too associated with Joe Biden. The same guy she called a rapist when she was running for president Remember when there was that story out there and she called him a rapist? When she was polling at 2% in her own state? Uh, 
The Republicans have a huge disadvantage going into these elections. The media and big tech are controlling the public square, and as soon as there won't be a place to argue ideas, it's becoming so one-sided. I understand that, Scott, and that's why you... See, the mainstream media looks at shows like mine, and they say we're a conspiracy theory show, or we're just a a right-wing pundit show. No, I'm an American show. I want to do what's best for America. Forgiving student debt is not what's best for America. Getting in fights over pronouns is not what's best for America. Telling the American people that they can no longer drive a gas-powered car is not good for America. Getting completely rid of all fossil fuels just for the sake of getting rid of fossil fuels is not good for America. I say we start by voting in an age limit on presidents cut off at 65. Heck, commercial airlines cut off at 61, and they're in charge of 250 souls at a time. Fucking president has an entire country of souls in their hands. Let's perhaps take this shit seriously and vote and get some youth under 65 in Congress and not AOC. I said youth, not blatant stupid people. I agree with you. But the problem is a lot of this youth, a lot of people don't turn Republican until they've actually made money and they realize that a lot of their hopes and dreams, that's why a lot of young people, college-age people, are liberal. Because they believe the world is this fun, cool place. And it's not. The world is a big shitstorm. You go outside of this country. I I mean, look, Brittany Griner is in prison in Russia, not because she's a black American, because she broke a law. And it's a law that we might not agree with. I know a lot. I don't even agree with the law anymore. I think Texas is fucking, they're they're stuck in the, 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 the B.C. era, if you will, when it comes to marijuana. We need to be, get people in office who don't care about R or D in front of their name. They care about A. And this time I'll share my letter A, and that A is America. Do what's best for the country. And what's best for the country is liberal ideas and its conservative ideas working together. Now I know. I'm going to go outside today and, and, and get a wind machine, and I'm going to piss straight into it. Because that's all I'm doing right now is pissing in the wind. As someone whose students' loan debt was forgiven uh, for my years of public service, I'll tell you right now, I disagree with the premise. I should have been required to pay it back. Now, that says a lot. No age test, but a cognitive test. And history and math and foreign policy, but we only vote for the biggest star. That's the real issue. Yeah. Can you imagine if an actual celebrity was to run? I mean, we already saw that happen with Donald Trump, and he won. How about Arnold Schwarzenegger as as governor of California? How did that work out? I voted for him. I, I look. I hated Gray Davis. 
But the fact of the matter is, he won because he was Arnold Schwarzenegger, because he was the Terminator. President Arnie would change the motto, E plurum unum, to the definitive, do your fucking job. Amen. Amen. This would be on everything. Do your fucking job. And if you don't do your job, then guess what? You get fired. The end. If you don't do your job, no no more of these bullshit frivolous lawsuits. If we're going to start allowing presidents to make laws and, and do stuff, I'm all in. Because let me just tell you right now, frivolous lawsuits, you're going to go to jail. By the way, oh my God, I can't believe I didn't start the show with this, and I am so sorry. Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story, and I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. Those of you that have been following the sands through the hourglass, and this is no knock on on Braddy Kid. this is a knock on the California judicial system. And how fucking terrible and stupid it is. They actually, I think somebody there listened and... Do your fucking job. The jury came back yesterday after about an hour and 40 minutes and returned a guilty verdict. Yes, that is correct. A guilty verdict. (laughs) To the woman that tragically killed Braddy Kidd's husband. Sentencing will happen on September 16th. She was uh, con- convicted of misdemeanor vehicular manslaughter. She turned down a plea deal. Uh, and, and by the way, the reason why I'm so upset with this whole thing is that it was delayed 28 times. That's not including COVID. Well, one time it was because the quote-unquote lawyer had COVID. And yesterday, finally, justice was served. Now, we'll see. We'll see what happens with the sentencing. I'm not holding my breath. I, I think it's fantastic that, that this woman was found guilty, and rightfully so. Because, I mean, it was an open and shut case. Oh, th- this lawyer is going to get a lot of calls from me. Let me just tell you, Ogre. Yeah, we're, we're, I'm, I'm going to let it. I'm going to let it. I'm going to let it uh, die down a little bit. Let it slow down a little bit, and then he's going to get bombarded with calls. Um, let's see. Bye, bitch. Enjoy getting broomsticked in jail. <laughs> Everybody's happy about this. Oh, so good. This is Cowboys Girls. Uh, Scott says, great news. I hope she actually does some jail time. Just call him up and say, holy shit, look at them donuts. And pull the old this one here. Holy shit, look <laughs> at them donuts. Personally, I don't understand why it took an hour and 40 minutes. This is the simple case here. Let, let, let me run you through this case. Um, the case is based on this. If I would have asked, did you make an illegal turn? C, since we had to have an interpreter, that, that was another one of the, the roadblocks, even though she does speak English. Um. So you, you admit you made an illegal U-turn there, and it cost someone their life. Okay, I rest my case. That, 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 that's all you have to do. I don't need to call the police in. I don't need to call any of these witnesses in to, to damage their day. I ask her one simple question. And then I look at the jury, and I go, there you go. She admits she broke the law. And she did. She admitted that. They all admitted it. Yet this circus show 
which all it did was hurt the family. That's all this did. I, I, I can't, I, I don't even know. I, I was in the room when the verdict was read, and I could see how powerful it was for Braddy Kid, and I felt it. I felt that there had been a gigantic weight lifted off her back. Now, the disbarment of this attorney needs to start immediately, and that, that's the progress I'm going to start. This was such a, a, a dog shit case, and the only thing that happened to hurt was the actual family that was involved. I don't care about that lady's family. I don't know them, and I don't give a shit. Hey, it's tragic that this woman made a mistake. And look, look, look. She didn't do it on purpose, and I'm not standing up for it. She made a mistake, and in this country, if you make a mistake and it infringes on someone else's rights, then you have to pay for it. The end. But so many times people don't pay for it. I'm happy that justice was served yesterday, and I, I, it'll, it will never, ever bring back him. It'll never ease really all the pain that people have suffered from this, but it's a start. She, at the very least, deserves to wear someone else's panties and to become someone's bitch. Amen to that. Um, all right. So the war on debt continues, and Elizabeth Warren doesn't care. You know why? You know why she doesn't care? It's because she's rich. That's why. Um, the story about uh, Hillary Clinton will be coming up in the last break after Joe Murphy. We, we do have Hillary. This is so dumb. Uh, but... Our final story of this segment before we get to Joe, and we have a lot of shit in Joe. We have college football this weekend. We got to talk about baseball, all kinds of shit. A Virginia school district now is requiring all teachers to complete training programs that say that children of all ages, including preschool, can request to be addressed by different names and pronouns without their parents' permission. The training program is called Support Gender Expansive and Transgender Youth. You know, I, I, I have to say that I'm all but done with the entire transgender bullshit in this country. I, I, I don't care if there's backlash against me for saying I, I'm, I'm fucking tired of it. I'm tired of it being our problem. It's not my problem. Shit that triggers you is not my problem. Shit that triggers you is your problem. If you don't like that I say retard on the air and you go into a corner and start crying, that's not on me. I am sick and tired of this. I'm tired. And, and you know what? Here we go. I'm just going to go down. I'm tired of the whole he, she's, and shims out there, which are two der very derogatory things to call these fucking mutants. Without their parents. Well, okay, then, uh, then you know what? I'm going to start hiring children. I, I think businesses should, should just hire children. China's doing nothing wrong. 
Hell yeah, Virginia, way to lead the way in fuckery just as I get here. Uh, Kyle says, still waiting for the sentence of the guy that killed my cousin back in January. Jesus, Kyle, I am so sorry that you've got to wait too. Ogre says, hey, Virginia School District, remember when y'all tried this anti-parent power trip and lost the governor's office? Yeah, Pepperidge Farm fucking remembers. Oh, well, the abundance of biscuits and gravy and sweet tea will have to keep me distracted, and it will. It will. Major consensus, my kid's teacher asked the kids in his class for their pronouns. He said, sailboat, T-Rex, and Delta Airlines. You know what? You, you know what? Let me just say this right now to your kid. Good for them. Good for them. My pronouns are now something long and we too low. And holy fuck. How crazy is this? And, and this is the same school. I, I don't know if it's the same school board. It might be Fairfax County. Is that the same one where the, where the girl got raped in the bathroom by the boy who was a girl, quote unquote, and then they hid that from parents? And then the parent of the girl that got raped got mad and they called him a terrorist? Yeah, okay, I'll, I'll live with it. If I had a daughter and she got raped, then you could, le- you could deem me a terrorist then after that. Because I'm, hey, I'm going to get my shit straightened out. Those school board members are lucky. They are lucky that this guy couldn't hold his anger. See, see, this is what makes me kind of, I guess, I guess you could say that sometimes I have sociopath tendencies. I wouldn't have showed up at that meeting. Oh, no. No, no, no. No, what I would have been doing was waiting by this fucking guy's car. And as soon as he got to his car, I'd slit his throat. That's what I'd do. If my daughter got raped and this guy covered it up, I'm just telling you right now, I would slit his throat. My daughter is going to be scarred for the rest of her life, and you're going you're gonna to cover this up and then call me a terrorist because I'm mad you did nothing about this? You sent him to another school and he tried the exact same thing? My pronoun is vulva. <laughs> this is so, and not without parents' consent. Boy, I tell you what, man. This, I, this, this movement is so fucking scary to me. That 1% of our population, 1%, and I still think that's a big number. Of 330 million Americans, 1% would be about 3 million transgender. I don't really think there are that quite 3 million transgenders in America. I think the number is a lot less. And yet, we're opening up new bathrooms. We're telling people to change pronouns. We're doing all this. Why? Because it's the nice thing to do. Majority rules with the permission of the minority or something like that. That's how the phrase goes. That's the entire phrase. Majorities don't get shit anymore. Minority rules in this country. Why? Because we're all fucking ass backward and wanting to be nice to people. That's what this comes down to. 
Everybody wants to know what this comes down to. This comes down to rule number three on this show, which is fuck your feelings. That's all this is. There's nothing that's based in fact. There's nothing that's based in logic. It's all based on feelings. Feelings. Nothing more than feelings. If you, I, I am honestly surprised. Well, it, it, if you hurt somebody's feelings, remember the hate speech laws. Remember those that, thank God, the Supreme Court, when Justice Scalia was still there, they said hate speech is protected under the First Amendment. It is part of free speech in this country. You could go to jail. You could go to jail under the hate speech laws. Don't get me started on hate crime laws because I think those are stupid. If a white person commits a crime against a black person, it's a hate crime. Yet, if a black person commits, and and what that does is that ups the time in jail. When a black person commits a crime on a white person, it's just a crime. Not a hate crime. Mexican person commits a crime on a white person, it's just a crime. White person commits a crime against a Mexican, it's a hate crime. I can go down the entire list. The only one that they might be pursuing is when black people beat up Asians. And then it's just kind of... What happens when kids who can use other languages tell a teacher their pronoun is a bad word in their language? Do they use the bad word? Most likely, if, if the teacher doesn't know the word, yes. No, Arnie, you're not slitting that guy's throat. You were hanging out with the ass family the whole time. Nobody knows how the rapist ended up with it chopped up and stuffed into a car trunk at the bottom of the lake. Christopher, that's why you're the man. That's why you're the man, dog. <laughs> you're the man now, dog. I need to get that drop from that that terrible fucking Sean Connery movie. You're the man now, dog. Hearing hearing Sean Connery calling somebody dog, that's priceless right there. Uh, When a black person commits a crime against an Asian, it's still the white man's fault for inventing racism. It never existed before the foundation of the USA. No, no, it was not. Major consensus, Arnie was in my house the whole time. Yes, I was. It all comes down to feelings. It, 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 look, I'll document it all. Let, let's start with today's top story, which was, well, it, not the Dennis Rodman thing. The White House forgiving student debt. You know why they're doing that? Because those kids feel bad. They don't have enough money to have nice stuff. That's what it all comes down to. Poor people feel bad when they see a rich person driving around in in a fancy car. They feel bad. So what we're going to do is we're going to punish the hardworking person that can afford that good car. We're going to punish them with more taxes. You know why? Because then they won't buy that car. Oh, wait, they will because they still make enough money. It's all based on feelings. 
I remember I, I had a discussion once on a, another show that I was on. And and I about lost it on the air. And, and I knew I wasn't there. And I know I'm not here now to change hearts and minds. I'm here to entertain you and inform you. Um, I'm not trying to change anybody's minds. I'm giving you my two cents. But that day I, I, I switched and, and and look, I, I feel I don't feel bad about it because the argument I was in was with and it was stupid and it was about welfare. And she had the audacity to tell me that those people didn't know any better because they were on generations of welfare. And I said that right there, I, I didn't say it was fucking horse shit because I couldn't have been fined. I said it was crap. I said, really, you're telling me these kids who live in the hood and they see somebody driving a nice car, they don't know what it takes to get that nice car. A lot of them will go and start selling drugs so they can buy the nice car. So once again, your theory is, is, is faded and wrong. They do know better. They watch television. They know who the Kardashians are. They have nice shit. Why? Well, because they sucked a lot of dick to get there. Hey, they did the work. I hate them. I hate their guts. And, and as much as I do not like Kim and the other ones and the other ones, they've been in the public spotlight busting their ass. We all don't like them. And we don't like them because, well, I, I'll tell you right now, I'm jealous as shit. I have an actual talent to be able to make people laugh. And I've honed my talent for the last 30 years. Nothing makes me angrier than when I see somebody get ahead for no reason. I hate everyone that works in radio now. Because I already know I'm better than 99.999% of them. How'd they get their jobs? Well, they might have known somebody. They might have done this. They might have done that. Well, I'm not going to sue because I feel bad. I just started my own show. Now, come and try to take this one away from me. I fucking dare you. I dare you. First of all, you're going to have a 180-pound dog to try to get through at the front door. And as much as he doesn't like me, he'll protect me. Now, if Lucifer ever comes into the picture, the 220 towns, and by the way, I'm saying it right, they're called borbles. When Lucifer is attached to me and he and I have coded together, come on, you get past that dog, I've got about a, a nine-inch Bowie knife that will be in my hand. If you knock that out, i got a couple of automatic switchblades. And if you knock those out, then I'll just have to fucking beat you with my fucking bare hands. Nobody will take this show away from me. Not one single fucking person out there. Uh, let's see. We can take the corpse to Timmy Nichols' farm. They have pigs to get the snatch treatment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think that might be part of it, but the real reason is they need vote. They need these votes. Well, that's what they're, appe they're appealing to people's feelings so they can get these votes. 
uh, they don't know any better argument is what fuels the systemic racism of the Democratic Party. Absolutely. You want to talk about systemic racism, go to the party that started the Klan. First attack wave is Bubba, then Lucy Fur. Third wave is a fangless rattlesnake. <laughs> All right, I got to get Joe on the phone, so uh, we will end this first break here. 775-357-FANS is the number, Arnie Radio 1 at gmail.com. Well, I'm back again For another night Of trying to break free From this sadness that I can't lay to rest This old honky-tonk
girl down the street Well, I took her to a dance on the 4th of July Hoping she might fall in love with me Well, the band started playing right at nine Firecrackers popped in the sky We danced and we danced, Lord, I never had a chance Well, I got canned on the 5th of July You missed an hour and a half almost of genius broadcasting. That's okay, though. We got more coming up. We got plenty more coming up. Right now, we got to call the one and only Lake Tahoe, Joe Murphy. It's ringing. That's a good sign. Hello. Joe Murphy. Oh, hold on. Okay. Oh, no. Oh, no. Uh, I need to. 
Oh, hold on. Yep, yep, well, okay, are you there, sir? I'm here. Can you hear me? Oh, boy. We've got problems. NASA, we have problems. Houston, we have a problem. Are you there? Yes, I'm here. Can you hear me? Joe? Hello, Joe. Can you hear me? Yes, can you hear me? Oh, shit. Hello? 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 Joe, you there? Oh, he hung up. Well, at least he's there. Hopefully he'll figure it out. I'll give him a second to figure it out. I'll talk about AEW Wrestling last night. Um, AEW Wrestling jumped the shark. Uh, I, I don't know if I can watch it anymore. They they had this match that was supposed to be the main event at a pay-per-view coming up. Oh, wait, there's Joe Murphy. Can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? Yes. Yes. yes I apologize. I have an entire new engineering staff. Okay, I understand that. <laughs> and uh, they're probably all terminated. <laughs> Joe, how in the heck are you, my friend? I'm doing okay. I'm hanging in there. You know, it's a, uh, it's, it's Thursday. We're 48, uh, 49 hours away from kickoff. I know. And, and we're going to end, we're going to end your segment with your game today, Joe. I'm excited because we have college I'm football. Still- we have the bread and butter of Joe and Arnie talking coming back today. That's right. I mean, I mean, 49, I mean, plus we're in Dublin, so you know I've got 138,000 relatives there. (laughs) Hey, me too, except that that mine are all wearing orange. Well, and you know, we we were the old Murphys, but we dropped the O for fear of persecution. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, because that went so far, that'd be like the Sullivans. Yeah, I'm the need, Irish need not apply. Yes. Don't fuck yourself. <laughs> You're all working people. Uh, Joe, uh, before we get into all the college football and we've got baseball to talk about and all kinds of shit, first thing I want to talk about is do, 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 what, do, what are your feelings on the people that do the running of the bulls or, or any kind of like bullfighting? Well, the bull, the, you know, the bullfighting is, uh, you know, uh, I mean, we have the rodeo here and we have people that think that's, uh, you know, uh, cruel and, 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 and I, you know, I, I really don't think so, but, but the running of the bulls, it, I don't think it's that cruel. Um, I would do it just because, just because I hear in Spain, um, the ladies are, you know, they're nice looking. So yes, I'll go over yeah. there for that. Yeah, well, I, like Elvis, I've never been to Spain. Uh, my friend Tommy has, though. So one time he went to the running of the bulls, and he went out to eat. He was there for, like, the entire week. And he went out to eat, and the first night that he was out there, he went into this restaurant, and, like, this band started playing when he was about to order, right? And it comes out with this gigantic dish, and it's covered. It's got the silver covering on there. And then they undo it, right, and the band's playing, and there's two gigantic meatballs. And Tommy's like, holy shit, man. He, he gives them a, holy shit, I want one of them. And, and the waiter said, well, you got to order that two days in advance. And Tommy's like, well, holy shit, I'll be here in two days then. So Tommy had his no. meal. He came back two days later. So Tommy shows up that last time, right, the last night that he's in Spain. And he wants to get his dinner. So he goes into the restaurant. He says, I'm here for my, you know, my, my, my meal. And only one trumpet player comes out. 
and the platter is a lot smaller. And, and Tommy's like, what the fuck, man? And they take it off, and there's these two little bitty meatballs. And Tommy goes, wait a second, man. Shit, the other day I was in here and did two gigantic ones in the whole band. Damn it, Joe. Joe's fucking phone went out. Joe, you there? Murphy and Associates, attorneys at law. Are, are you there? Can you hear me? All right. Uh, I'm, I'm just going to have him call me. Uh, God damn it. I was right. I was at the money shot of that fucking story. Uh, call me. Uh, when you left Reno, did you give Freddie to Joe Murphy? I think, I think Freddie and Joe probably met. My old producer, Freddie. Oh, God, what an idiot that kid was. Oh, wait, he's calling on this number now. Is that you, Joe? Okay, hold on one second. Let me let me switch up phones here. Uh, let me plug this in here, and then, uh, oh, boy, I got to turn this off so I can pop that out and then pop this in and then go poof. Joe, you there? Yeah, is this okay, this number? Yeah, this number is perfect. This, this is fine. Okay. So uh, in my story, where did I get to? You were, you were the guy, you know, the two meatballs, and now he says, okay, well, I'll be back in two days. So he shows up two days later, but there's only one trumpet player playing, and the dish is a lot smaller, and he takes it off, and there's two little meatballs there. And Tommy's like, hey, man, what the fuck? And the waiter goes, well, sir, sometimes the bull wins. Oh, then it's rim shot. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> Oh, there we go. You know, you know, I was listening to you earlier about the ability to make people laugh. Anytime you want to show us that, that'd be great. <laughs> uh, anyway, so there was a horrifying moment this week in Valencia, Spain, during an annual event ran as a tribute to a patron saint. What they do is they, they set a bull's horns on fire. A live bull? A live bull, and they let the bull run through the street. Well, wouldn't you know, some dumb 24-year-old got in the bull's way and was tragically gored to death by a flaming bullhorn. You know, that's, you know, you play, we could go, you play with fire, you get burned. You want the bull by the horns? (laughs) You know, you want the, I mean, there's so many, so many uh, sayings that just do it. I mean, what what is wrong with you? You know? I I don't understand those people that run with the bulls, man. And and they got the red sash on and that bull sees that and that bull's like, fuck you. Well, here's the thing, you know, I, I went out when I was a teenager, uh, my mom to provide a positive male role model in my life. We, I would go out to my uncle's ranch and he was the toughest son of a bitch I ever knew. And, you know, he taught me, you know, when a bull cause, uh, runs at you, you just got to just step, you got to like step to the right or left, just get out of the way. It's got to make a giant circle to come back. Like, mm-hmm. damn it. It can't turn on a dime, you know? So the, the cow's got to make this big circle to come around and get you again. And, uh, and uh, I, he, he would have me stand at a gate, and there would be, he goes, now, you know, this giant herd of cattle is going to come straight at you, Joe. They're going to be coming. I know it's, and just, you just stay there, and I promise you they'll turn. You're there, right, Arnie? Yeah, I'm here. I'm listening. Yeah. 
I promise you they'll turn. Okay, Uncle Bob. You know, I'm 12. I got no hair on my nuts. <laughs> you know, and so this dirt of cattle, they're just coming at me. You know, and on my knees are buckling, on my butt's puckering, you know, and, and I just jump out of the way, and they run through it. My uncle just takes his hat off. God damn it. You know, and I'm like, so we do it again. We do it again, and I'll be damned as they turn. Every one of them turned. This herd is a giant herd, and just wow. like my uncle said, and I was like never afraid of a cow again after that. I, I, I on the other hand, have a, a, an experience at the Reno Rodeo. Um, you, you know the steer decorating that goes on where one idiot holds the steer by the head and the other person runs from the other side of the arena to try to tie something on the tail? Yeah. Well, I got involved in that one year when we were a country station. Back in the old hit-kicking new country K-Hit 104.5 days. Um, yeah. And the first thing they said was that there are two steers in each stall. And the first thing they said is do not pull the rope. Do not pull the rope. I listened to him because I'm from Texas and I ain't going to mess with animals. My steer was in the back. So sure enough, the assholes who's in front decides that he I see him give the world's biggest yank to pull his steer out. Well, that steer comes charging at me, ducks a horn, and hits me right in the chin. I flew up. People say I flew up like five feet in the air, and I was out. That was concussion number three. So yeah, I don't fuck when it comes when it comes to steers and bulls. No thanks. I ain't gonna mess with well, that shit. Any, you know, any animal is like, you know, how many times stronger than a human? Mm -hmm. I mean, and that's why. That's why. Um, uh, even a, like a chipmunk or whatever doesn't have a condo and indoor plumbing. Okay, it it survives out in a fucking hole, and and God, you know, God made it uh, like to be able to do that. You know, so it's like they're a little tougher than we are. The animals, they really bit. are. You know, Just you know that. Bit. Now speaking of tough, it takes a real tough person to be a boxer. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah. What I do, you know? <laughs> um, I sent you this story yesterday to watch. This is a fantastic reason why you protect yourself at all times. Right. Um, this happened in California. Lightweight prospect Ruben Torres came out against Christian Baez in the seventh round of their fight. And they touch gloves in the seventh round. Now, now, the first rule of boxing is you protect yourself at all times. Well, ask family, I'm sharing the video with you. The dude comes out of the corner, they touch gloves, and all of a sudden, out of nowhere, left he hook. Here we go. He thought he tripped, but he was. Oh! oh, my God. Good Lord Almighty. Now, he is knocked now, out cold. Yeah, see, first off, it's not even that hard of a punch, it looks to me. Like, this guy just, like, you know, hit the canvas. Because you, as you know, I, I have an iron jaw. Right. You know that, yes. right? And an iron constitution. But, well, I eat a lot of cheese. Anyway, <laughs> um, so, uh, um, so I'm having backup issues. This is no big deal. Um, anyway, but the guy, so the guy, but if it was like the beginning of the fight and after you touch gloves, you had to go back to your corner and then come out, that would have, have been a problem. But no, dude, if the bell rang, it's time to go. 
It, that's it's almost like the hidden ball trick in baseball. It really is. I mean, like I saw, I watched this a number of times yesterday because it's such a good. He hits him right on the button. It's yeah. not. It, it's not a great punch, but it's enough right there to move that brain around inside. And a lot yeah. of people want to go. Well, that was dirty. No, you got to defend yourself at all yeah, times. I mean, the bell rang, dude. You're coming up. I mean, you know, like Larry Bird saying, I'm not here to play grab ass with everybody, okay? I'm here to win a ball game. And it's mm-hmm. like, I'll do whatever I got to do, you know? And, and and the bell rang and come out, you know, let's bake a cake together, why don't we, <laughs> or whatever. You know, no, fuck off. Bang that fucker in the head. I only pray cool shit like that would happen to me if I went to a boxing match. I mean, I nothing like that ever happens. I always get like a twelve round fucking draw. Yeah, twelve round draw, right? Yeah, you know, it's always right. Yeah, and, and if I go to if I fly to San Diego to see the Padres play, thirteen to one, the Rangers are up in the eighth inning. You know, thanks for this one. You know, uh, uh, you left out some key words there. The red hot Texas Rangers. They are on uh, fire right now, baby. Oh, Woo! I know, baby. But, hey, they're not yeah. going to make the playoffs. I, I don't have any d- d- disillusions there. Speaking of baseball, next year, have you seen this story about what baseball is doing next year? I think this is the dumbest thing baseball's done. You know, I want to say I have um, because I lose brain cells every day. I, they may have gone out the window, but. I, I think I heard something. What, what is baseball doing? I know I read something. Every team is going to play each other next year. Every team is going to play each other. Yes. All 30. It'll be the first time that all 30 teams play against each other. Opening day, let's see. Your Padres are playing at the Rockies. No big deal. Opening right. day for me next year, I'll probably go. It's the Phillies and the Rangers. Yeah. So when it comes down to it, uh, when, you know, I, I need to know the games that I played against the Dodgers and the Giants, you know, and I need, I need those games. And I guarantee you they're taking away those games so that I can play the Baltimore Orioles yeah. currently 39, 105. Thanks. <laughs> uh, your out says the Rangers had one job to do. Keep Houston out of the playoffs. They failed miserably. Yes, we did. We, we failed miserably. But, yeah, opening day next year, let's see some of the other weird matchups. The Blue Jays at the Cardinals. Nobody that's wants called, that. Yeah, that's called the, the, that's called the Marty Bird. Yeah, that special. game is for the birds. <laughs> that game is for the birds, I'll tell you what. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, so all teams are going to play each other next year, and I just have to – I shake my head at that as somewhat of a baseball purist, even though I do love the D.H., I, we don't need this. I, I need to play the, the. We need to play the Astros more and kick their ass because I hate the fucking Astros. Right, right. And do you remember when the Astros were a National League team? Yeah. Oh God, yeah. When they, yeah. when Nolan was on the team with J.R. Richards, man, they had a yeah. fucking staff, yeah. and they still couldn't win. Jose, right. Cruz, Jose Cruz and his weird ass batting stance could never get them home, and Art Howe playing third. Yeah, and then uh, who is it? Uh, who did he play for? He played for the Phillies. Remember Lenny Dykstra? He was the king of leaning into the pitch, get oh, hit, Lenny take Dykstra. one for the team. Hey, remember Lenny Dykstra started with the '86 Mets, my friend. Right, right, right. '86 Mets. Yeah. I was at the Sigma Nu house in Boulder, Colorado, for that <laughs> World Series. That was a great series. I, I, I was at the ballet with my mother when Joe. Um, 
What, what, Joe Carter hit the home run off Mitch Williams. Yeah. Who? What again? But in my house, I told you, yeah. Mitch Williams. Yes. Oh, I know. I know. Uh, yeah, speaking of baseball, of uh, have you been watching this Albert Pujols story? No, I have not. Albert Pujols has hit six home runs in like his last seven games that he's played in. He's like fifty-seven, right? Yeah, I mean, I mean, Albert Pujols. This is his last year to play in the league. Cardinals are in first place. He's slowly approaching seven hundred home runs. Right. He's about to surpass A. Rod, who, by the way, I don't count A. Rod or Barry Bonds' numbers at all. I, I, I just don't. Not, not, especially A. Rod. He admitted to doing it. He got caught twice. Barry Bonds, he's still a cheater. It goes Hank Aaron, it goes Babe Ruth, and now Albert Pujols. I think this is an awesome story in baseball right now. If you don't like baseball, watch this because it's magical. Yeah, it is. It is. It is. The guy, how do you not like Albert Pujols? Has he played for any other team besides the Cardinals? Yeah, he played for the Angels. Uh, he he left St. Louis, and, and this is back when I was talking to my nephew, and my nephew's diehard Cardinal fan lives in St. Louis. Albert Pujols was so overwhelmed when they called him uh, El Hombre, which stands for the man. And in St. Louis, there's only one the man, and that's Stan the man. And Usual. Albert, and Albert respected Stan so much that he left because he would, didn't want to tarnish his, his name. And he went to the Angels. Even though the Cardinals had offered him the same amount of money, he left and he shit the bed. I, I still don't know why guys change leagues like that. And then he came back uh, this year and he's hitting these home runs. I, I think. And St. Louis is a great baseball town. Uh, it, it is probably the best baseball town in America. And to watch this happen right now just makes me love the game even more. And is it still Bush Stadium there? Yeah. Oh, yeah. They, they got yeah, a new one, yeah. but it's new Bush. Uh, yeah, I've been to Bush Stadium. I, I, I've been to St. Louis. Yeah. And it is a great town. It is a great Right on the Missouri. Because yeah. I, 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 I dump a lot of bodies in that river. So I enjoy <laughs> going there. Uh, but I uh, just hey, how's you doing? <laughs> Get out of here! You're killing me. Uh, but uh, yeah, no, I, I, I've been to St. Louis, and it is great. People don't understand. You know, I tell them about you know the Midwest and the South, and you know, you you go to these places, and you know, sure, if you go to Rome or something or Jerusalem, thousands of years old. You just are like unbelievable how old it is. But just go to the South or the Midwest and see the the, the culture. And the tradition mm-hmm. and things like, you know, and it's so nice. It is so, such a weird, not a weird, but a nice feeling you get when you go to a place like in Austin, Texas or, or a St. Louis or, a, you know, even in Omaha yeah. or something. You know, it just it's just people say hi to you on the street. And it's just, you know, it's a, it's a different feeling. It's really cool. I have to say that one of my top baseball experiences had to be when I went to Wrigley. Uh, just for the whole fashion that, that I, I'm a diehard Harry Carey fan more than anything, and I got to eat at his restaurant. And being in Wrigley Field is such a – I'm, I'm a bigger baseball fan than anything else. And to yeah. be in a cathedral like that, uh, it, 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 Eric Estrada actually saying, take me out to the ball game at the game that I was at. That was pretty fucking kick-ass. Wow. That punch was wow. there. That, uh, I mean, uh, the, only, the only thing better would have been David Hasselhoff than you know. <laughs> well, the only thing better would have been Harry. I never got to go to a game where Harry was doing it. I mean, I that's one of the big regrets of my life. But man, oh man, there's nothing like 
that that when you go to a baseball Murphy, town and you get that. Murphy went before they turned the lights on. Oh, you dog. That's right. I went before I was living in Lincoln, I think. I, I went before they had the night game, before they had the night game, and hit old Comiskey. Where oh, you no sit shit. in the chair and your knees, your knees are literally in your face. It's oh. like well, how how tall were people in nineteen twenty? Yeah, Four exactly. feet? Because... <laughs> You're so right. Wrigley was the same. Like I went to two games at Wrigley because we I, I went and we went to a night game. The first game we went to was night game, and I was explaining to my, you know, shithead, stupid ex-wife back then. I was like, look, this is cool that we're at Wrigley, but I have to go to a day game. Yeah. And and I went to yeah. the box office. We we got our, our first seats from the concierge at my sister's building. And they weren't bad. We were under the underhang uh, on the third base side. It was okay. But we went to the – I go, what are the best tickets you have for Thursday's day game? And they had tickets four rows behind home plate. I got to sit four rows behind home plate to watch Chipper Jones and the Braves whoop the Cubs' ass. Yeah, what, what, I mean, yeah, yeah. And, and you know what? If you're not a great baseball player with a name Chipper, then you're an idiot, okay? <laughs> because you're Chipper. You know, I mean, come yeah. on. It's like a quarterback. You know, you need Colt or something. You know, like <laughs> but, uh, I, I, I went to I went to uh, Wrigley like it was a day game before the lights came on, and I and I and I sneak down by the uh, by the bullpen right right under the brick wall there and. Uh, Clamp is sitting next to Mitch Williams, and I'm about, I don't know, maybe maybe maximum 10 rows away. And I say, uh, Mitch, who lived in my house twice, right? Who, who, my mom would, who my mom would cook a steak for at 10.30 at night after he came home. You know, we'd walk the bases loaded and strike out the side, okay? Right. Oh, thanks, yeah. for the, thanks for the ulcer, Mitch. Um, and then, so, uh, and, and uh, he's sitting there in the big league, and I told my friend, uh, who I, we, we drove from Lincoln, and I says, hey, I got a couple of drink chokes at the pepper mill. And he turns around, because he, he, he hears that, he turns around and he, hey, what's going on? Hey, buddy, what's going on? <laughs> and I talk, and so I tell my friend, guess who's meeting Andre the Hawk Dawson? That's right, bro. <laughs> we got, I got, I got, we got this going on, you know. Now, he runs from the bullpen or left field or something at the end of the game. Doesn't even sign it. Tosses oh, me a ball. Oh, no. It was the biggest piece of shit. Oh. I'm sorry. But yeah. yeah, throws oh. me a ball. Sean Bosky, who played like three innings with the Cubs, signed the ball and gave it to me. Oh, but yeah. Mitch Williams, who lived in my house, who who I set him up with the hottest chicks at Wooster High School, <laughs> and he throws me a ball. You dirty son of a bitch. Oh, so, Golly. Yeah. Now, did you see the incident that happened at Yankee Stadium this week? Right by me. All right. So cameras caught this fella in the stands. He's sitting there, and he's got, like, this flannel Yankees hat on. So, first of all, he's a loser. He's wearing khaki pants to a ball game. What the fuck? And then he takes out a straw, and he hollows out his hot dog. Oh, I saw that. No, I right. didn't see that. Okay. I think so. He's sucking cock to drink a beer. Yeah, well, I mean, I mean, think about it. He hollows out the hot dog, then he sticks yeah. the hot dog in the beer and uses the straw. hot dog as a straw. Yeah, that yeah. That is Here's gross. 
Here's the thing. I tried to quit smoking, but I wouldn't use one of those big mods because it's like it's like you're walking around just sucking on something. Okay, so if this guy eats you naked, I mean, uh, oh, does it really flavor the beer up? I mean, there's something going on with this guy. Okay, it's not just a new straw thing. I mean, yeah, I, I, I thought it was. Yeah, I, I saw that. That's. It, if you if you you better be strong in your uh, with, with your sexuality before you do that. <laughs> uh, I I can't imagine. Look look, you and I have had our times where where we drank a lot and we didn't care what we were drinking. I don't think that I would have ever even thought about hollowing out a hot dog and using it as a straw. That is gross. Yeah, because you know yeah I mean. Uh, and, you know, another thing I think of, though, is the guy catches it on the video. You know, you never know stuff like that was set up, you know, like. Oh, I, I don't care. It's gross. Somebody's done it. I mean, for them yeah, to have yeah. the idea of it, somebody has done it. You know what? If you want to dip your fries in your Frosty, that's fine, buddy. That's good. That's delicious, but, by but, the way. But, yeah, but stop uh, stop uh, pleasuring a hot dog while yeah. I'm trying to watch the game. Okay, yeah. buddy? Yeah, yeah. If that guy's sitting next to me, I'm calling security. Yeah. Oh, hey, will you take my son to the restroom? <laughs> Here, get in my van. <laughs> yeah, my van. Yeah, and I'm down a... by the river, of course. <laughs> All right, Joe, one story <laughs> left before we start picking some college football games. Nick okay. Saban. Nick Saban has signed an eight-year, $94 million extension to keep him at Alabama through 20 Twenty nine. Yeah. He uh, uh, let's just hope this guy gets burned out and somebody can win a national championship besides that guy. Um, I, I mean, but that, I, that's, that's incredible money. I mean, he's the highest paid state employee in the state of Alabama. Right. He'll make ten. The governor's point, probably second. Yeah, he makes ten point seven million this season. And will increase to twelve point seven million in twenty twenty nine when he turns seventy eight years old. The reason he took that though is because of the state job. The pension, the insurance is great. Yeah, exactly. That's why he took that gig. Come on. <laughs> oh man, I tell you, it, it's going to be tough to beat Alabama as long as Nick Saban's there. God yeah, damn, he yeah, needs he, to retire. He we, got the, we got the Longhorns heading over. Yeah, oh, great. Fantastic. Well, we play them second game of the season this year. I think in your first game against Alabama? Second. First, wow. The first game is against, uh, hold on a second here. Uh, I, I think it's like Louisiana Lafayette or some oh. shit school, you know, some, 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 some you know, sister kissing school. Yeah, and, right. Yeah, Iowa school for the deaf. Yeah, yeah that's I, I, I'm, right. Hold on, let's see. I can find it here. Uh, you know, I read an interesting story about SMU this week. You know, SMU has a claim to fame besides the death penalty. Right, and, and Eric Dickerson. No, no, their claim to fame is that they are the only school with a mascot to have killed another mascot. <laughs> that happens. It, well, it, it's only happened once. They have a hor- They have a little horse, a little Mustang named Purina. I don't know why. Uh, <laughs> Purina. It, yeah, that's okay. his name. And in 1930... It kicked the Fordham Ram in the head, killing it. Well, I, I think, say, I think the Ram got near, near its uh, food. It's a dish. <laughs> I thought that was pretty damn cool. But uh, all right. 
Now, let's get to it. Now, the first games are this weekend in college football. And we're going to start with, um, let's see. Uh, okay, how about this? How about Duquesne's against Florida State? Duquesne. Now, first off, who knew Duquesne out of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania? Who knew they even had a football program? Not I yet. mean, they just asked the basketball team, can you guys snap a football? Let's do this. Okay. I didn't, I didn't even I didn't know where they were. I'm I'm completely impressed by you, Joe. Yeah, I know every college town. It's in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. It is a I think it's a Catholic school, actually. Duquesne. Oh my gosh. Uh this is this game could possibly be and they're playing uh Florida State, you said? Yes, it's at Florida State, at Dope Campbell State. Oh, no, that, that's, yeah, this will be a barn burner. <laughs> this will be a barn burner, boy, right down to the wire, 73 nothing. No, you know what? I, I ain't buying it. I, I think I, I think this is going to be uh, maybe like a 28-10 to 10 game. Florida State's terrible now. I know, but look, what's the line on the game? Look I up the line. I, 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 the line. I think the line's 30. I don't have a line here. They didn't print, They didn't give it this time, goddamn bastards. Fucking ESPN. That's okay. Oh, wait, 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 wait. I, I do have a line. No, there's no line on this game. They've, there's line on other games. Oh, yeah, there's probably no line on this game because they're not even Division One. Okay, all right. Well, there you go. Well, then maybe. Yeah. Maybe Florida State scores 50. Maybe. Uh, yeah, how about... I think that's going to be a wrap. But, but that'd be interesting. If your prediction comes in, uh, that, that'll be the, 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 the person that's going to have to prove themselves as an institution is going to be Florida State. Because if, if Duquesne keeps it close, which, like I said, most people don't even know where they're at, uh, uh, that's impressive for Duquesne. And it's going to look really bad for Florida State. Yeah. Speaking of looking bad, how is it that Vanderbilt is on the road against Hawaii? And Vanderbilt is an eight-point favorite. Because they're in the SEC. But you know what? This is the time that you take Hawaii and the plus points. You can win the game or lose the game, lose by a touchdown or something. This is the time because you don't know how good anybody is. You know, mm-hmm. the Vanderbilt quarterback, he might be transgender. We don't know. We don't so, know. We have no you know, idea. They had a girl so, yeah. kick field goals for him last year, for God's sakes. Yeah, so this is the time to take the plus money when you're going to bet something. Take the points, take the plus money because uh, you know, man, that's a perfect game for that. Because I'm gonna, I'm gonna say Hawaii beats them. Oh, I, I, I'm totally on that. That's why I'm, I'm flabbergasted that that Vandy's laying eight points because Hawaii used to be one of the safest bets in all of college sports. If a no. team, uh, if a team was going to Hawaii, you always picked Hawaii. Well, well, and if Vanderbilt shows up and and the center is on his thirteenth drink with an umbrella in it, then <laughs> we, we got we got this one. We're good. Yeah. Uh, how about that hated team down below where you live in Reno? How about Idaho State going to Allegiant Stadium and taking on those running rebels from UNLV? <clears throat> Danny Tarkanian, the son of, of uh, he lost again. He's run for every office in Nevada and lost every single office that is available. He, I think he tried to be a madam in a brothel. They fired him. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, so yeah, the rebels. Who knows? You know, some some years they're good. Not, I mean, good for like you know, West Coast uh, B, like a B actor. Like mm-hmm. their schools are like B schools. I call, and uh, and uh, you know, and sometimes they're really good. In that category, but uh, Idaho State is one of the weakest programs there is in the country. 
okay. by far one of the weakest programs, the Kibbe Dome. Really, uh, and uh, so so that that's you know what I'd rather see Gorman Bishop Gorman play Wooster than the Idaho State versus UNLV because right. that is close to a high school game as you get. You're going to take UNLV in that game. Yeah, yeah. UNLV won't build advantage. Yep. One one intriguing game before we get to the last two here uh, is uh, Wyoming on the road at Illinois. Illinois is laying eleven points in the game. Yeah, you know the only thing that hurts right there is that, that, that it's on the road. For Wyoming. I love if Wyoming was at home getting a touchdown, I would I'd take him in a heartbeat. Oh, you on run the road, to that. They, on just, the road, yeah. It's, but. But you know uh, who is Illinois? But guess what? Uh, Illinois beat Nebraska last year, so I mean, you know, either Nebraska's horrible, or Illinois can. You know, I know a great little place outside of Chicago. It's called Illinois. Okay, um, <laughs> <laughs> so they love me. People think I'm like a native when they talk to me, and yeah. I because we went to when I went to Chicago, I was on the Magnificent Mile. You know, and it's this is like in the late '90s. You know, it's eight bucks a pint. You know, this is back sure. when I was drinking, you know, eight bucks a pint, this and that. And everywhere it says Zimnipiwo or whatever. Because after Warsaw, Poland, the city of Warsaw, the city with the second most Poles in it is Chicago, Illinois. I did not know that. Yeah, after Warsaw, there are more Poles. So we, we, we flew out of Midway. So we went to, uh, we went and we hit the saloon or the pub. Uh, and... Here comes this buxom lady with like a like an apron on. She's serving sandwiches, seventy-five cent drafts, and I'm looking at my buddy going, "What the fuck is wrong with us? Where the fuck? Where were we when this was going? Seventy, you know, seventy-five cent drafts. Just bring us food. You need more of the sandwiches, you know, or whatever. Oh, we're just like, why would we pay eight bucks a pint, you know, and fourteen dollars for a meatball? You know, when we could have been down here, we could have been down here, and it was great. Uh, the Polish community there is uh, is unbelievable. Uh, all right, second to last game, we have the Nevada Wolfpack opening their season on the road in Las Cruces, New Mexico, against New Mexico State, one of the worst teams in all of Division One. Nevada is a nine point favorite. Game available on ESPN two. Yeah, um, look at that. And <laughs> I try to add something to the show. At least I can do the programming. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> check local listings. Um, but uh, uh, Nevada, what'd you say, Lane? Nine points. Yeah, I, I hope. Uh, you know, they got the, the Pats got this Dan Wilson who used to po- uh, coach for him before, and now he's taking over the reins because. Uh, Nevada can barely pay a million dollars to their head football coach. Nick Saban, you know, Nick Saban could buy a couple of countries, yeah. but uh, Nevada has a hard time. Even we're right at right below a million dollars uh, for our coach, you know. And uh, it, you know, it, it, how it's nice to be in a position to go. Well, they're going to give me three million over at Colorado State, mm-hmm. so I, you know, I'm I'm usually going. I'll take the seven fifty an hour, but can I have insurance for God's sake? <laughs> you know, like. But uh, I, I, Nevada, I, Nevada covers that. Do they? I see. I'm worried. I'm worried that they got a new coach, a new system in place. This is is this a this is a, a league game, right? They're in the same conference, aren't they? Or they used to be at least. New Mexico State and Nevada. 
Well, I think they're in the Mountain West. I know New Mexico, I think, is the Mountain West. And I believe New Mexico State also is in the Mountain West. All yeah. right, all right. So you got Nevada in that one. I think it's going to be closer than a lot of people are going to like. There and what did I say earlier? I said take the points. In these yeah. first games, take the points. Take, especially if you get double digits, take the points. If it's if they're at home and you're getting 10 or more, I would, I would be all over it. Yeah, yeah I so did. I might be wrong on this one. Joe, this is just for you. Listen up. No, no. Does that sound familiar, Joe? Well, I, I slept with Tommy Frazier last night. So. <laughs> there you go. That is uh, that is the University of Nebraska's Cornhuskers Hail Varsity. Yeah, varsity. That's right. Because yeah, Nebraska. We are so far out. We are. Uh, well, the Fox broadcast begins in forty-eight hours. Um, so of course, right now I'm completely naked. I'm detoxifying, <laughs> and I, uh, you know, I'm preparing for the game now. So uh, uh, the game. But, uh, the I think game we're laying set, like thirteen. The game is set eleven thirty Central Time, I guess, for me here. Uh, the University of Nebraska Cornhuskers will be taking on. The Northwestern, you know, insurance salesman at Aviva Stadium in Dublin, Ireland. Oh, Faith and Begora, top of the morning to you. Oh, my God. I sure picked a bad week to stop drinking. (laughs) Yeah, I sure picked a bad week to stop sniffing blue. I'll tell you what. I picked the wrong week to stop using amphetamines. Yeah, I know. And and, uh, so I'm so fired up. you know, uh, I did a 23 and me, and uh, just before I get to the courthouse, because uh, a 23 and me, and it showed where you know it was like 78 uh, percent uh, British uh, Irish, and, and it showed this like map where the darker it got, the more you probably have relatives. And Dublin is just pitch black. Like I need to go over there and borrow some money. Okay, that's what, I, that's what I need to do. Hey, buddy. Hey, you know, I'm your cousin Joe. How you doing? Have a great day. Where, where yeah. are the Murphys at? Where are the Murphys? Where are the Murphys? And I'm not talking about the Stout. Okay. No. I'm trying to look for an AA meeting over here. Oh, uh, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That, that ought to be a joke. You know, that is as hard as trying to find an AA meeting in Dublin. You know, yeah, like. I mean, <laughs> I mean yeah. if you were to find. I bet you the AA center is right next to the abortion clinic in Dublin. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, no. I mean, yeah, they uh, just started selling condoms. Can you imagine working at the abortion clinic in Dublin, Ireland, the abortion clinic? Uh, uh, you know, when did the phone ring? November. Like, fuck. <laughs> All right, let's get to the game right now. Joe, you've got a quarterback that led my Texas Longhorns last year. I know. And we, I think we did well in the transfer, transfer uh, portal. Uh, there's, you know, but every year. I get so pumped up. Me too. You know, unless unless Doctor Tom is at the helm, uh, you know, because he's 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 playing chess while the rest of them are playing checkers. Yep. Uh, yeah. Then then I, then I get so pumped up. And this year again, something's maybe the transfer portal, the new quarterback, uh, Frost. He's done, and I guarantee Tom Osborne had a, a a part in keeping him around. You know, saying you know, he, all Tom Osborne had to do was walk into the athletic director's office, Trev Alberts, and say, hey, give my boy another year. And I guarantee you, that's all it would take. And so he, he took a, a cut and pay, 
and uh, we got this. We got a kid out of Florida State, uh, running back, and we got some. And so, sure enough, I'm fired up again. And if we come out and just look like crap, you know, I, I you know, I'm, I'm gonna, uh, I'll probably become a Buddhist. I, I, I don't think that you'll do it. No offense, Joe, but you're not going to do well as a Buddhist. I, I, you don't I, think? I, no, no. For some odd reason, I, I, I don't think that you could do the whole vow of silence. I've got the boobs for it. <laughs> now, now, next week, now, I know how fired up you are. Oh, shit, I didn't realize my game's on the Longhorn Network next week. Uh, we have Louisiana Monroe. Fired up will be next Thursday, Arnie. Arnie will be head to toe burn orange next week because I'm I'm drinking the Sarkeesian Kool Aid, baby. I'm drinking it. Oh no, Steve Sarkeesian. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Have, have another one of those miniatures on the flight home, buddy. Yeah, eleven and one, baby. That's what I'm calling it. Eleven and one this year. Shock the nation. Who are you losing to? Second game of the season to Alabama. Oh no, yeah. <laughs> well, you know, I saw an article. On the the the, uh, the Longhorns, and there were some guys that just didn't give a fuck on the team apparently last year. Yeah, there are a lot of guys that, and this is this new idea. I, I don't understand. There's a, a quick and easy way to fix this. You and I are old school. These these schools now have these uh, just immaculate locker rooms. They have locker rooms that air out your pads so they don't stink. They have like you know. A barber shop in there. They have, you know, a pool recovery and all this kind of shit. And it's at Texas, Alabama. The Rock just built a new facility for the University of Miami, even though he hardly ever played there. Never saw the field. Yep. I. This is it. For if I'm the head coach, and you guys sucked and you lost to a team like I don't know Kansas last year. Guess what? You got to earn that locker room back. The yeah. locker room that you use now is the girls' volleyball locker. That's, That's where I know. you go. I know. You know, well, well with Title Nine, it's the Taj Mahal, you know. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, but, uh, but uh, yeah, because when we had locker rooms, I mean, thank God you had a small penis because you were so close to the guy in the shower <laughs> that, you know, it was like, oh, my God, you know, if my python starts swinging around, you know, it's crazy, but I don't know why I brought that up. I'm a porn star. Yeah, yeah, and it's yeah, a, you're a strange I, I, fella, Joe. That's what you are. I'm a what? You you're, cut out. You're a strange fella, but we love you. I am a strange fella. You know, the thing is, is if you're in advertising, kids and animals, you know, you can't go wrong. Right. These kids and animals. But deep down inside, people love porn. <laughs> and so if you, if you throw something out at them, they'll be fine. All I right. Mean, uh, uh, Joe, that's going to do it for us today. Thank you so much. Next week, we will have a full slate of college football games. And I, I want to know one thing, Arnie. Yes, sir. One thing. You know, no matter when you called back in 1989 or if you called your insurance company today, okay, tell me why. It all it doesn't matter. Please listen carefully as our options have changed. No, they haven't. <laughs> No, they have not. Every place you go, please listen carefully. Our options have changed. Why is everybody changing their options at the same time? Because they want to <laughs> fuck with us. They want us to yeah. hang up. <laughs> it's crazy. It's crazy. Are you the best? All right, I buddy. get so happy when you call, and uh, I love I love being on the show, buddy. All right, pal. Well, hey, we will talk to you next Thursday for more college football.
Thanks, bud. All right, man. Ladies and gentlemen, the one and only Lake Tahoe Joe Murphy. And, yes, next week I I may be a little obnoxious. I'm just saying. Just saying maybe there, there, there's a chance, a smidge of a chance I'm going to be obnoxious next week. But, oh, well.
a second, man. What do you think the teacher's gonna look like this year?
1-877-5-7-F-A-N-S or 775-376-E-Z-E-Z. Ah, Lisa says Apple News just popped up a story saying that a Missouri school district has reinstated spanking. Hell yeah! Wow, that's great. Whooping them kids' asses. Somebody in that school district's been listening to the show. Um, wow, look at that. Braddy Kid has showered with soap. That's a big one there. Brushed her teeth with toothbrush or with toothpaste and gotten dressed, ready for today's adventures. All right. Well, before we get to today's adventures, we still have a segment to do, including a story about... Do your fucking job. No, not that. God damn it. Wrong one. Bye-bye, Jizzlene. Bye-bye. Oh, that's the wrong one. That's the wrong one, damn it. Oh, my God. Jeez. There, uh, no, no. Oh, God damn it. Do I not have the song anymore? I, I I guess I don't have her song anymore. This is when I tried to do the George Thorogood. Bye bye, just lean bye bye. Bye bye, just lean bye bye. Bye bye, just lean child rape ain't all that keen. Baby, baby, bye bye, just lean bye bye. I am so bummed out. I have no idea where the Jizzlene song is. I had a great one, too. Is it under G-I? Did I spell her name wrong? No. Oh, G-A-H-S? No? Ah, well. I'll, I'll have to look for it. Uh, Jizzlene Maxwell's in the news, uh, just to let everybody know. Um, I, I, in a story that will just make you... Surprise, surprise, surprise. She allegedly owes a Colorado law firm nearly $900,000, according to a new lawsuit that accuses the convicted sex trafficker, even though she didn't traffic those kids to anyone. Wink, wink. Um, they're, they're claiming her brother and her estranged husband are hiding the assets. Oh, you don't say. You don't say. Denver-based firm Haddon Morgan and Foreman sued her Monday, attempting to recover $878,000 in unpaid legal bills. The firm, which has repped the parents of John Benet Ramsey and defended Kobe against sex abuse allegations, uh, said early in the case they were concerned about Ms. Maxwell's willingness and ability to meet her financial obligations. I, I, I mean, honestly. What a silly Negro. I, I mean, <laughs> it, 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 when, when you rep dirt bags like they have, you know somebody ain't going to pay. And if Jasleen Maxwell got convicted, which she did, even though she didn't traffic the kids to anybody allegedly, um, you really thought you were going to get paid. You lost the court case. It's like Amber Heard's wish group. Her, her, her band of wish lawyers, hey, you lost the case, but now we need our money. See, th- there's not a contingent base that, that they'll say, um, hey, no problem. If you lose, you don't pay. That would be the worst lawyer known to mankind. And I'll say this right now. You might be the worst lawyer uh, known to mankind 
if you represented Ghislaine Maxwell. So now she owes almost a million dollars to this law firm, and they're suing her. If, if, if I'm Ghislaine Maxwell or whatever, goddamn, I'm like, fucking go ahead. What are you gonna? You're gonna get my commissary. I can't get any more honey buns here in the in hotel fucking death. That's funny. I I, I mean I saw this story and it doesn't shock me. It doesn't shock me at all. Rich people have done this forever. Oh, you lost the court case. They blame the lawyers. They blame the lawyers for losing the not the fact that they were actually trafficking children. But yes, now Galeen is being sued if it couldn't get worse for her. Speaking of getting worse, I might have to get rid of my... As soon as Ted Lasso ends, I'm done with Apple TV. Due to the fact they have a new show on, and it's called Gutsy, I guess. And they have all these women. It's a, it's a big woman empowerment show. And they're going to have all kinds of women, you know, who, who have made it, who, who have done their thing. And I believe it's hosted by that uggo, Chelsea Clinton. Her and Mama are the executive producers. And it seems that Hillary has come out and said the gutsiest thing she ever did was she stayed in her terrible marriage. Oh, there's so much more about this show I have to tell you, and it is fucking hysterical. Um, she said her decision to stand by her husband after revelations that he had an affair with a number of women, including Monica Lewinsky, isn't for everybody. No, it's just for doormats. The former Secretary of State, two-time Democratic presidential candidate, make that three times after next year, you have a marriage that has been on public display since the beginning. Uh, you, you said the gutsiest thing you ever did was stay in your marriage. And she said, yes, that doesn't mean it's right for everybody. But yes, it was the gutsiest thing I've ever done. It, and, and I guess this show, this eight-part docuseries, I, they, they, they follow around women Hillary and Chelsea go and hang out with gals that are empowering. First of all, I don't need to see any of this. This is disgusting. There is one where they talk about Kim Kardashian. Chelsea came out yesterday and says that she's become friends with Kim due to being on this show, and she's now deleted all of her Kanye songs. Ooh. Ooh. You no longer will listen to Kanye? Wow. Well, welcome to the club, Ugo. But I guess there's an episode where Kim Kardashian, oh, the guests include Goldie Hawn, Kim Kardashian, Megan the Stallion, that fucking pig, Wanda Sykes, lesbian, and Dr. Jane Goodall, the gal who wrote or, or uh, did, the, did the whole gorillas thing. In one in the episode, I guess with Kim Kardashian, they have a law off where where Chelsea quizzes them on the law because 
Hillary is an actual lawyer. Kim Kardashian has passed the baby bar, not the actual bar yet. Um, and Kim beats her. What do you think about that? Hillary Clinton, who's been a lawyer for, I don't know, 600 years since the, the witch gave her that spell, and Kim Kardashian beat her in a legal quiz? Yeah, you know what? You might want to lose that episode before you ever think about running for public office again. She's not even as smart as Kim Kardashian. There, I have written the commercial for you. Other episodes show Chelsea grabbing the front of a fire hose and helping putting out a fire. Do we need this? Ask family ladies. Do you need this show to make you feel empowered? I'm just wondering. I don't want to sound like an out-of-touch redneck male chauvinist, but uh, oink, oink. What is the point of this show? The point of the show, obviously, is to get paid. And, by the way, to get your face out there again. I know you guys probably didn't like it when I said it earlier, but I'm, I'm going to stand by this. I'm going to stand by this 100%. Hillary Clinton will be involved in the 2024 election. As some, it, it, Maybe she doesn't make it through the primary stages. Maybe she does. I'm just telling you, third time's a charm. Hillary Clinton running with Gavin Newsom. You scared yet? I'm fucking terrified. I'm just going to tell you that right now. I saw an interesting post on Facebook. I want to go over this because I need to get something off my chest. You guys know I, I don't like to keep stuff on my chest. My dear friend Matt in Reno, Nevada. Uh, what I'm hearing is Hillary has forgotten more about the law than Kim will ever know. Ugh, then she Hillary's him, yeah. Where's Ralph Nader when you need him? Amen. Uh, my buddy Matt, who owns uh, the Coaches Sports Bars in Reno, Nevada, great guy, awesome guy, great place to go. He says, hey, look, all of us non-college-educated folk, we just got college debt, and we didn't even have to go. Well, somebody, somebody that I used to work with, his name is Steve Funk. Steve Funk says, you won't pay a penny more than you already are paying. You incur no debt. Matt responds nicely, saying, nothing is free. There are, no one, uh, uh, there are always unintended consequences. Steve then replies with, there are intended consequences too, like freeing up money that was going uh, to usurious interest payments, now going to support families, homeownership, and more economic activity that supports us all. It really is nothing about to be mad at. Forgiving loans and the people that paid off their loans, they don't have anything to be mad at? Okay. Okay. Uh, Steve, uh, Matt goes back with him talking about personal responsibility. Uh, Matt, it's also called predatory lending and fraud. 
if you were defrauded, you wouldn't deserve relief, you wouldn't you? So I had to chime in. And Steve Funk has not chimed in on mine yet, and he knows better than to, because I'm going to tell you what my response to be will be to Steve. I said, hopefully the almighty Joe will forgive home loans next. That'll free up even more of this magically disappearing debt. Maybe car payments, too. Steve, I'm warning you. You come back at me. I'm going to be taking the fucking gloves off. I'll be like, hey, Steve, instead of doing this thread, why don't you call up another record company and promise that you'll add their shitty song to the playlist and they can buy you another refrigerator? Oh, you don't need a fridge this time? You need a new sofa? Oh, okay, well, just, just you know, get them to do payola for that, dickhead. This, this is ridiculous that we've forgiven $10,000 in loans, and I'm sorry to go back to this. We're, we're going to have fun here in a second because Kim Kardashian is still in the news. This is ridiculous, saying that, that, that nobody's going to end up, once again, nobody's telling us who's going to pay for this. Who's paying the bill on $300 billion? Hmm? Sorry, I had to get that out. That happened during the commercial break, and I was a little bit livid when I first read it. So California right now going through a massive drought, correct? Texas was going through a drought until, what, Tuesday last, or Monday this week, when we got nearly... 11 inches of rain. One place got 15 and a half inches of rain in a 24-hour period. No, that's bullshit. I don't have any college debt or a house payment, but now I will. Fuck that shit. Call me Arnie Jr. I'm not paying taxes anymore. What are you talking about? I pay plenty of taxes. X day on the X day, hey? So, it was found out this week, according to the Los Virginis... Virginies? Virgins. Ah, the Lost Virgins Municipal Water District. Kim and Courtney Kardashian, Kevin Hart, Dwayne Wade, and Sylvester Stallone actually got served notice on this. Nothing will happen to them because they're celebrities. For exceeding 150% of their monthly water budgets at least four times. And they're Southern California properties. Whenever these celebrities try to come out and they say they're doing the best they can for their community and they're doing all they can, these people are, in essence, stealing your water. Why? Well, because they're celebrities. They don't have to play by the same rules you do. Uh, well, we have to we have to keep our, our lawn maintained. Well, you're going to have to do that at your own capabilities. You can't go over the water limit. There's a water limit. Uh, all you fine folks, and I do mean this from the bottom of my heart, in Northern California, you want to know why your water gets stolen? It's due to celebrities who need to have their lush gardens. And have their green grass and their pools and things. And, and look here, look here. They've earned it. They've got the money. They can pay for it. But when you're on water restrictions and you do this shit, 
you're pretty much telling the rest of the world that you're better than them and that your yard is more important than them showering. Requests from comments for the celebrities were not immediately answered. Of course not, because they don't have anything to say. Governor Gavin Newsom extended a statewide drought emergency in October. That authorized state water boards to ban wasteful water users, such as using potable water for washing sidewalks and driveways. By the way, let me just tell you real fast, nothing, and I mean nothing, short of maybe a $100 fine will happen to these people. You know, these same people that tell you to drive electric cars. The same people that tell you the environment is their most most important thing to them. Even though they'll ride on a plane for seven minutes, so they have to, they get to avoid traffic in L.A., I don't know about you, and I know that a lot of you got there before me. The celebrity hero worship is really starting to wear off on me. I used to admire people for for the things they did. Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart's a guy who I, as a short guy, I used to look up to. Hey, now. That was a... But when you do shit like this, you you, you lose me. You just lose me. Kevin Hart, who worked hard to to build up his comedy routines and become fucking world famous. He he has everything to thank The Rock for there. By the way, 70% of all irrigate or all water issues in California are due to outdoor irrigation systems. So there you go. So when you notice your water bill go up, I would suggest you send it right to either Kevin Hart, Kim Kardashian, or Dwayne Wade. I'd stay away from Sly Stallone because Sly's not in a very good mood right now. This divorce is going to be awesome to watch happen. So yesterday, when I got off the show, I went to TMZ. And they were reporting that Sylvester Stallone and his wife are calling it quits after 25 years because the actor was accused of moving assets from marital funds. Well, that story changed yesterday. Um, it, it, It changed because now they're saying they're getting divorced because he wanted to buy a new dog. And then it changed again last night saying, no, it wasn't about a dog. It's a lot more than that. They've been split up for a while. <laughs> what is it? What, I mean, I mean, they're throwing so many stories out there. Did, did he fuck somebody else? Is that what it is? Sylvester Stallone plowed some other chick and his wife found out about it? Sylvester Stallone says the dog, hey, the, the, the dog wasn't why Jennifer filed for divorce. We just went in different directions. His Rottweiler Dwight was not the reason to end their marriage. Uh, oh, no. No. 
See, I used to kind of admire Sylvester Stallone, but but he's got a pair of cowboy boots on and he's tucked his jeans into the boots. Now, ass family. So I will need to make some money to pay for the divorce, and that means Expendables 4. They're allegedly working on that. They already started working on it, and I can't say it can't get here fast enough. I need a good killer movie. Bullet Train was fantastic. Mr. Nobody was fantastic, but fuck. <laughs> I just want to date Sylvester Stallone, even only for a day. Adrian will have her Rocky. <laughs> oh, Adrian. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, no, no, no. It, it don't matter how cool the 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 up part of the boot is it doesn't matter you never 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 ever tuck your boots or tuck your jeans into your boots Derek says oh my god ass family men never tuck your pants into your never you 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 look like a member of the fucking village people for god's sakes Fantastic band, I have to say. I do love that band. But you never. And he will be my official voice message. That's great. Yo, Adrian, can't come to the phone right now. And by the way, by the way, hey, Sly, I appreciate you wearing the cowboy boots because you're all of, what, 5'5"? By the way, uh, I haven't done it yet today, so I'll do it here. It's T-shirt time? Yeah, it is. 12 10 is T-shirt time. T-shirt time? It is 12 10. Yeah. It's T-shirt time. T-shirt time. It's T-shirt time. Everybody knows it's T-shirt time. So nice. T-shirt time. It's T-shirt time. Oh, my God. Shut up. I'm just trying to let everybody know so they put their T-shirts on. Yeah, put your T-shirt on because my, t- my T-shirt today is one of the greatest movie characters of all time. I'll admit it. I cry every time I see Rocky Four when that son of a bitch, Yvonne Drago, kills Apollo Creed. My shirt today is an Apollo Creed T-shirt. Apollo Creed, oh. Let, let me just tell Carl Weathers, I love you. If I could ever meet Carl Weathers, that would be a great day. Apollo Creed. No one should ever tuck anything into cowboy boots, ever. No. Look, gals can get away. And by the way, no cowboy boots with shorts. No. Never. Never out in public. You don't go out looking like that. The first rule of cowboy boots is nobody should see the up part of the cowboy boot. God, you you look like such a fucking inbred when you do that. Oh. Only thing that you ever tuck into your cowboy boots is a flask of some good whiskey or a razor blade. Those are the only two things acceptable. Alcohol and a weapon. I wonder if during the filming of Predator, he secretly had Dolph Lundgren put on the Predator costume just to kill Carl Weathers again. 
And then Kevin Peter Hall resumed playing the Predator. Probably. Son of a bitch. Why does Carl, except in the movie Action Jackson, where he fucking takes care of Craig T. Nelson. Action Jackson is where he gets his retirement. I mean, you think about it. Carl Weathers, strong black man, has been killed in most of the movies he's in. Rocky IV. Predator. Happy Gilmore. Good old Chubbs got killed. How dare you kill Carl Weathers? And that's why I proudly wear my Apollo Creed shirt. God almighty, tucking your boots in. What kind of fruit loop are you? Oh, oh God. All right, Shaquille O'Neal's in the news. There you go. Let, let's play this for you. Let, let's see if is this... Is that the lovely Jackie O? It is. <laughs> Jackie O is worldwide. Yeah. W-W. <laughs> I love you. Good I'm my God's favorite guest ever. Let me tell everyone. Okay, the evening with Shark. I don't want to talk to you, Carl. I only want to talk to Jackie O. Oh, oh God, this is good. Ones. I have so many yeah. questions. How are you? Fun. I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> yeah. When I when I move to Sydney, it's going to be the Shaq and Jackie O show. Well, my friend, I will I Put will move out of the right chair. Now. Any problem? You you come on and do it. Well, listen. When I come to the studio, I'm going to hug Jackie O, and I'm just going to push you out of your seat. <laughs> Jesus, Carl, don't be the there that day. Back to the Got it, tough guy. <laughs> Jackie O before you, and that's it. Am I intimidating you, this? I'm not even looking at you, Carl. I'm looking at Jackie I know. O. I know. All right. Now, Shaquille O'Neal is in some hot water over this for flirting with the lovely Australian radio host, Jackie O. I do believe she said at one point she was very uncomfortable with the flirting, even though he is thousands of miles away. Let me just say this right now. That's Shaq being Shaq. Okay. Uh, what about the sandal boots? No, sandal boots are a big no-go. I don't even need to click on that. That's terrible. Something like this almost happened to me in my career. No, I was not Shaq level on this. This is back when I worked in Reno. This is what I hate about our society. He's paying compliments to her. He's trying to be a nice guy to her. He's being, he, he's being a gentleman, if you will. He's not saying that he's going to ravage her and put his, you know, Kevin Hart-sized... Shaq's cock is as big as Kevin Hart, and he's not going to ram that in her ass. He didn't say anything like that. Um, Back when I was doing the sports show in Reno, there was an incident that happens. I don't talk a lot about this because it upsets me, and I try not to get too upset when it comes to me personally in radio, but this is one of those times that really upset me. It was a Friday afternoon show, I was doing the sports show, and I came in on Fridays after uh, the Channel 4 guys. NBC there, in, or Channel 5, I don't know what NBC is. Uh, but they came in, and they had their little hour-long sports show, and it's, it was tripe to garbage, as, as I would rank that, as far as radio goes. And at that time, they had a female uh, sportscaster. Okay, no problem there. I, I have zero problem with that. 
So I'm doing my show. We're about 10 minutes into my show. And I had like a three-hour show, and it was mine. About 10 minutes into it, and there's a big rule there is in radio, is that you do not, and I'm underlining the word not 58 times here, you do not walk into someone's studio unless you're invited. Okay? You just do not, you never walk into somebody's studio uninvited. Programmers will stand outside the window and try to get attention to be let in. And these are our bosses. I'm 10 minutes into my show, and all of a sudden, out of nowhere, the door busts wide open, and here comes the female sportscaster to grab her coffee cup that she had left in my studio. Now, if she would have given me a wave or something like, I need to get my mug, I would have said, come on in. But no, instead, the door just pops open. Not something that radio hosts like because bad things have happened that way before. Door pops open, and I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And I I was in the middle of a thought because I'm freaked out at this point. And she walks in, I go, oh, oh, it, it, it's the pretty news girl who was just in here, or the, the pretty sportscaster, she's got to get her coffee mug. I said that, and I was live on the air. Do you know what she did? She went down to the general's, general manager's office and said I was sexually harassing her. This is a hand-to-God story. That I sexually harassed her by calling her the pretty sports girl. And then, like a fucking scalded, ugly dog that she was, I was trying to be nice. This bitch was ugly, and she stunk. I got that from the news guys. Who, by the way, all the next week apologized to me profusely. She went down and told my GM that I just sexually harassed her on the air. I got called into the GM's office. I thought that I had let a fuck go, or I slipped a shit in there, which is a no-no in radio. I was sat down by the GM, the assistant GM, and the head of the HR department. They said, Arnie, it was brought to our attention that you sexually harassed uh, Ugo, well, I don't even remember her name. So fucking ugly. And I, I said, what? She came in here and, and claimed that you sexually harassed her. I said, okay, go get the tape. And they did go get the tape. And we played it. I had to listen to this. And you hear me say, oh, it's, it's, it's the pretty sports girl who's getting her mug. Needless to say, there were apologies all around. I never got apologized but to her from her. My general manager apologized to me, the head of HR apologized to me, and the assistant GM, a guy who has no fucking balls to begin with. Do you, Mike Murray? All apologized to me. I said, how is that sexually harassing? Are you kidding me? 
Well, well, she came down here and said that you, you, you sexually harassed her. I said, I called her a pretty sports girl. When she slammed her the door into my studio, and they go, wait a second, she didn't ask for permission? I said, no. And they asked the girl running my board, did, did she have, no. And I said, okay. Now, there's, there's a number of ways I could have handled this. I chose the really awesome way. You see, uh, when, when, when I was hired at Lotus Broadcasting in Reno, where I started my career, where I thought they'd be a little loyal to me, but <laughs> I was wrong there. They didn't have an office or a cubicle for me, even though I was the only live show on their sports station next to the NBC guys. I was the only live person. They, they only had like seven live on-air employees for like eight buildings because they learned, oh, wait a second, we can record everything and save money. I said, okay. In my office, they moved a desk into my studio where I broadcast from. And I would do all my work, all my stu- uh, stories and stuff. I would do at my desk. I had a desk in the studio. They made a mistake. (laughs) They made the mistake of giving me a phone that also had a speaker on it. Now, I have to say that uh, the receptionist at the time, who was a good friend of mine, Kelly, uh, she didn't like this broadcast girl because this broadcast girl kind of treated everybody like shit in the building because she was on TV and we're all just shitty radio people. And uh, I went downstairs and I, I was beyond pissed the entire day until it hit me what I was going to do next week. Um, so the next week, I usually always, I would always have to turn my, and that's how they would page people downstairs is they would page through the phone system and it was loud and I could make it louder. So maybe I did this on purpose. Ken, if you're listening right now, which you probably aren't cause you're a whack job liberal. Uh, yes, I did this on purpose. I turned up my phone. And uh, I, I had the, I, and I told her, I said, if you get in trouble over this, it's on me. Just, just don't worry, this will be on me. And my phone was left turned up. And I paged Harold Sachs. And I'm listening to their broadcast, right? I was in another room and I'm listening to their broadcast. And all of a sudden, and, and this, this, this thing was really loud, and there was a beep. It went, beep! Harold Sachs? Is there a Harold Sachs in the building? And it went over. And she's in the, she's in the studio this day, and all their mics are open, every microphone at that. I'm sitting in, like, the, the bullpen office, and I see this guy, Ken, running down the hallway. 
top speed for him. And this is a guy who couldn't move his neck more than one degree each way. And he is sprinting down the hallway. And he walks out with the phone. He just unhooked the phone. He didn't know where to turn it down. He unhooked the phone. And he comes in the bullpen. He goes, Arnie, Arnie, did you know your phone was up? I was like, no, I had no clue. And, and the poor interns that are in that building, they knew all what I was doing. They couldn't even look at him. So, yes, during their broadcast, Harry Sachs was paged, and I felt like I got a little bit of justice. But that's what happened. See, see <laughs> I'm not the right person to fuck with when it comes to the radio world. I know the tricks, people. Oh, it was one of my finest moments. I, I, I was very, very excited about that moment. I don't tell that story very often because, like I said, I don't know if I've ever been that mad. And, and we're talking, you guys have heard Angry Arnie on the air. Angry Arnie that would throw shit in the old studio in the morning. I was beyond living. I, I mean, I almost drove to NBC to confront her. But I knew that would have been a bad idea, and it would have been frowned on by the spineless jackasses that worked in that building. But there you go. There is another fun story from Arnie's past. All right, final story of the day. Here we go. This really? Okay. Let me, let me, read, let, let me read the headline, and then I'm going to let you guys finish what it should be. Um, a scuba diver has demonstrated how to prevent a shark attack with a live shark. Does anybody have a clue how to prevent a shark attack? Here you go. I'll give you music here. Here you go. says forgive its student loan <laughs> leave the shark alone okay uh she did this on her i guess instagram or something the video got 2.6 million dollar views when we're dealing with top predators like sharks we also want to act like a predator and i guess she she bonks it on the nose yeah yeah finally we have a winner we have a winner. Scott was the first one in there. Well, actually, Cowboys girl, there's a shark in the water. Get out. Uh, Scott says, what is, don't go in the fucking water for 200, Alex. Uh, real quick, let me just say. Correct the mundo. Sassy Pammy says, stay the F out of the water. Correct the mundo. You, you can say fuck on this show. I promise you can, Pammy. Uh, give it a pimp cane. Yeah, here's what you do. If you know the waters are shark infested and you want to prevent a shark attack, stay on dry land. And the sharks will let you know they're in the water when they bring that dorsal fin up. You, you, you know, when, when you start to hear this. 
let, let me just say, when you start to hear that, this <laughs> is not too far behind it. I mean, I mean, come on. This is this is a trained person in the water, and she just bucks it. Okay, here we go. Here's the video. All right, she's swimming. Oh, she kicked a shark with a fin. There she is. She's swimming. Oh, that's a tiny. That's a baby shark. Oh, why don't you get a real shark, lady? Oh, here comes here, here comes a decent sized shark. It looks like these look like they're maybe I don't know tiger sharks. Oh, she's brushing it away with their fins. Yeah, okay, hon. Let me let me just tell you real quick. Your little flippers, or or you're gonna you're gonna pounce it on the nose. See what you're doing. What you're doing is you're upsetting the shark. And sharks aren't really known to be people pleasers. Yes, and I already know. I already know they don't like the taste of humans. Blah 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 blah. blah. Okay. Um, if you see a shark swimming at you, and you stay in the water, you got problems. Yeah, yeah, you got problems. Just letting you know. This would be like if, if a silverback gorilla was running at you. You gonna stay there? I'm not. Nope. Uh. Uh-uh. If I know the presence of wild silverback gorillas are in a park that I'm going to. I stay in my car and I go to another park. That's the tuna orchestra playing. What I would pay to see a shark attacking a person and from out of nowhere, orca. Oh, that, that would be the only saving grace. An orca comes and rips that some bitch's liver out. Because that's where all the nutrients are. I learned that on uh, Discovery Channel. How, how to prevent a shark attack. There's only one way. This would be like how to prevent a pregnancy. There's only one true way to prevent a pregnancy. Well, actually, two. There's the butt. Actually, three. There's the butt. There's the mouth. And then there's there's abstinence. And I know, I know nobody's going to abstain from sex. But those are the three ways. Now, a way to avoid a shark attack. Number one, stay out the fucking water. Number two, stay on the boat. Or B or C, C rule one, don't go in the water. (laughs) This just in, Cowboy's Girl Bitten by Shark, claims Arnie States told her she would hear Jaws theme first. Or be a non-vulva, yes. I mean, come on, dude. Why would you do I I don't want to say, hey, I'm going to go swimming with the sharks. Well, you're a dumb fuck. Yeah, just sorry. Sorry, not sorry that I'm calling you a dumb fuck. And fuck the ears. Look at Jennifer Garner. <laughs> yeah, I'm just telling you right now. Uh-uh. Nope. Nope, 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 nope. Any job that consists of doing work below sea level, like in that movie Deep Impact? Nope, nope, not for me. Uh uh-uh. uh, I don't know what kind of crazy shit lives down there. You got yeah, you, you got octopuses that got like seventy eight arms. And they'll kill you. I mean, think of all the things in the water that are there to kill you, including the water. 
Look, I, I like swimming. I like swimming in swimming pools. Fan, I think, uh, by the way, if you don't teach your kids to swim in an early age, I, I personally think you're doing them a disservice. I, I don't care if you grow up in the hood, go to the damn YMCA, at least teach your kids how to tread water. There's a story here in Dallas this week. We had these floods happen, right? These flash floods happen in downtown Dallas and around that area. And around that area, it's kind of hoodish. Braddy Kid told me about this. It was on the news. These two kids were stuck holding on, clinging to a fucking uh, either a tree or like a, a, a light pole or something to avoid the rushing water. And they were saved, thank God. They're like elementary school-age kids. They were saved, thank God. But the first thing they said is, we don't know how to swim. Y'all got to leave. Y'all got to teach your kids how to swim. It, it, and it's not for swimming purposes. It's not to own a pool or go to a water park. It's to save your life. It's one of the best ways to, to teach somebody how to save their own life. Mm-mm-mm. Cowboys girl says, I'm not that blonde. And she spelled blonde wrong. I can't write that. She corrected herself, but she spelled blonde wrong. That was fantastic. All right, that is going to do it for us, um, not only for today, but for this week. Tomorrow I have this cool thing I'm going to, kind of a seminar-type deal that a friend of mine who's a, a very, very decorated Navy SEAL, he is going to be speaking there. I haven't seen him since I've been back. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, let's see, Cowboys Girl says, yes, I agree. One of the first things I taught my daughter, I wanted to be able to swim to the river with me, way different than a pool. Uh, it was a swipe. <laughs> uh, that's H-E-L-L-A funny. I will not say that word no matter how many of you try to trick me with it. Um, but, yes, I will be off tomorrow. I, I don't know if Braddy Kid's going to do the show or not. We'll see. Uh, but remember, every room that you walk in is better. Why? Because you are in there. So this weekend, I ain't going to be here to kick you off into the weekend tomorrow. Please, if you go out and you're going to go party and you're going to go do your thing, do it. Overdo it. Hell, I don't care. But get a ride home. Get an Uber. Get a Lyft. Get a cab. Get a buddy. Get home safe. Hope you have a great time and great rest of the day, Arnie. And Ask Family, there you go. So until tomorrow, Ask Family, have a wonderful day and happy anniversary to Braddy Kid. Love is unconditional We knew it from the start I see it in your eyes You can feel it from my heart From here on after Let's stay the way we are right now And share all the love and laughter That a lifetime will allow I cross my heart and promise to Give all I've got to give to make all your dreams come true In all the world, you'll never find A love as true as mine 
makes my life complete And as long as there's a breath in me I'll make yours just as sweet As we look into the future It's as far as we can see So let's make each tomorrow Be the best that it can be Cross my heart and promise to give all I've got to give to make all your dreams come true. In all the world, you'll never find a love as true as mine. It starts to storm You've got the promise of my love To keep you warm is outside waiting to arrest him.